Cheers, y'all. Well, 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 well. It's the sound of a party. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known worldwide as Hi, Mom. the world-famous Smoking and Toasting. Welcome to the show. We're all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. This is show number 243. That's halfway to 300. It's really, really <laughs> just about there, isn't it? I I'm, did the math. I'm very excited. We're you know, <laughs> Math is not our strong suit, but uh, then again, neither is much of any of the rest of stuff that we do on the show. So, uh, so we'll just we'll just wing it. <laughs> I'm pretty good at drinking, though. Yeah, yeah. It, it was funny. Our guest uh, is John Kraft from Long Drink uh, Cocktails, and John mentioned uh, before the show started he has one of these that's stronger, mm-hmm. and he said something like, uh, uh, I, "I thought you guys, you guys seem like you like to drink," and I'm like, "What?" What gave us away? I mean, what was the, what was your first? Uh, what could, what, I've got three years of experience. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah, I've, I've noticing people. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's really not that hard to tell. Well, we like to drink, we like to uh, smoke cigars, and we like to have a good time. Today's show, our show title is "Drink Like a Finn." Uh, plus the 21 best bourbons. So we will be talking about a uh, new list. I, I've, actually, it's not a new list. I've had this for a while. And we've teased it before and never gotten to it. We will get to it today. Men's Health Magazine, which always has guys on the front with no shirt on that look so much like me. Uh, it, it's, it's uncanny. Sometimes I look and go, is that is that a photo? Of, where did they get that photo of me? I mean, I don't have any hair on my back either. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, that guy's got six-pack abs just like I do. Uh, but no, Men's Health Magazine, it's actually a very good uh, magazine. I do read it from time to time. What I'm not quite clear on is why Men's Health is doing a list of the uh, 21 best bourbons. I mean, it doesn't seem like a health thing, I guess, is what I'm getting Bourbon's to. good for you. Well, it is good for it's you. It's good for your soul, anyway. You know, may, and maybe men's health is, is coming around, you know? They're, they're, <laughs> they're realizing that, you know, some of these things that maybe aren't so good for you are good for you in other ways. Uh, too I'm much hoping. of anything is yeah. not good for you. That's right. That's absolutely right. We always say practice in moderation and don't go overboard until the practice is over and the real event arrives. There you go. That's what I always say. That's that's my personal motto uh, that I like to live for. So uh, John Kraft is here. I was very excited um, when Mary told me, because um, we originally had uh, someone else's name from uh, Long Drink that was going to be on the show. And she said, no, it's going to be John Kraft. I'm like, Jonathan Kraft? Of the Kraft family, the New England Patriots? Are you kidding me? Uh, but it's a different John different Kraft. Kraft. Yeah, yeah, different Kraft. Yeah, In fact, yours is spelled with a C. It is. It is spelled with a C. Yes. So, uh, so long drink canned cocktails. We'll, mm-hmm. be, we'll be trying these out. And um, I, I understand that this, um, this product originated in Finland. It is, is that right? yeah. yeah. And yeah. so in, in Finland, uh, they drink uh, almost 10 gallons each a year. So they're uh, it's basically a national beverage. So that they drink like a Coca Cola for them. Wow! But it is boozy. That's awesome. It is boozy. I love the fin- yeah. the Finnish people. They're, they're just you know right. it's just such a it's it's a different attitude I think yep. about uh, about many things in life. So it, it didn't it originate with like an Olympics. It is uh, yeah that happened there? and that kind of coincides with uh, with this year's Olympics. You know um, they created it for the Olympics, the first Olympics after World War II. It's actually uh, it was actually their best Olympics for, for meddling that year, mm-hmm. and um, it was uh, they're genuinely worried how they're going to provide enough alcohol for everybody, <laughs> and so they came up with long drink, and it was so great. 
uh, the citizens of Finland said, hey, you, like, you have to keep making this. And we'll get to more of this uh, mm-hmm. as the show continues, but is this just now kind of newly available so, in the United so, States? So uh, we, we've been around for uh, almost three and a half years, started in New York, Okay, uh, a, a group of uh, Finnish uh, guys and some Americans as well. Uh, so there's three Finnish founders and, and an American founder. Okay. And uh, so a, a bunch of young entrepreneurs brought to America. Well, we are looking forward to doing some tasting, and uh, I'm excited about it because I've never had one. So this is going to be uh, – this is going to be – and we'll get you to tell us all about, you know, what kind of uh, alcohols in each one and how you – you know, how, how you've come up with the recipes, and we'll do some tasting, and that should be fun. We're also tasting beer today, which surprises essentially no one, um, <laughs> from uh, Richmond, Virginia. And the Hardywood Park Craft Brewery uh, will be tasting their Fightin' Hokies Lager. They did it in conjunction with the the college, and and uh, so it's like when you when you're in college, you don't you don't need anyone to come up with another reason to encourage you to drink beer. Uh, but they have at Hardywood Park, uh, and it's a very interesting. It comes in one of those little squatty bottles, like oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like uh, a few of them do. Uh, so I'm excited to be able to taste that. The next one, Ian, I have I have already tried this, but I'm bringing it on the show because I'm really curious about what your reaction will be to it. Uh, from here in we Houston, we just turned it into a reaction video. Well, yeah, maybe maybe we should. <laughs> yeah. Ian reacts to um, uh, no here in Houston, Equal Parts Brewing Company. We're working on getting those guys on the show, um, and we will in a, in a future episode. But they have an IPA called Saharan Dust. So Equal Parts is uh, new. Yes, they are formally. A different brewery. They were uh, something else. They're right over off of Navigation, right, and they're right by uh, downtown. And they were a different brewery, and I'm blanking on the name right now. We'll we'll figure that out, and yeah. certainly we'll have them on. And they can tell us the whole story because it's probably a good one, right? But uh, but yes, their IPA, and I don't know whether this is a um, a seasonal or a part of their regular line, but it just came out. It's called Saharan Dust, and you know, I don't know if you have followed any of the news stuff, but apparently, dust. From the Sahara Desert has made its way all the way across the ocean all the way across and is here the globe, with yeah. us now, coating our automobiles and yes. you know making us sneeze and, and all that kind of thing. So it was interesting. I thought they named a beer after it, <laughs> uh, but uh, but I'm really interested to see uh, how you how you respond to this particular IPA. Uh, and then from uh, Perennial Artisan Ales, we'll be trying their Abraxas 2020. Uh, ah. It is a it is an str- uh, uh, an ale. I don't think it's a um, it's not a barley wine ale, but it's an ale with all kinds of different uh, aging applied to it and different uh, different types. It comes in one of the big bomber bottles, like a big you know right. imperial stout. Uh, but I'm looking forward to this, if for no other reason than a Braxis is like my favorite Santana album. It's a so great album. <laughs> it really is a great album. Unbelievable. Although, although, are there really any? Bad Santana albums. Also, the uh, uh, first appearance of a Mesa Boogie amplifier. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is an Braxis, amplifier right? made by Mesa um, Mesa Corporation, um, Incorporated, Mesa, whatever the name of the company is. And uh, and he goes, man, this ain't really Boogie. So they just named that model the Boogie. That's so when great. you see the name, it's Mesa slash Boogie. I, I love uh, uh, Carlos Santana. Every time I've seen him interviewed or something, he just seems like the most chill Mm-hmm. Like laid back guy, and then he gets on the guitar and he just absolutely like shreds. Uh, but uh, I've always, uh, in my mind, I, I, I feel like there should be 
like a Carlos Santana biopic. You know, they should do a movie about his life, and he has to be played by Edward James almost because they look identical. <laughs> you know, they're, it's like they're the same guy except the older years. Yeah, yeah. Except Edward would have to learn to play guitar, I guess. But uh, but <laughs> anyway, I don't know why I got off on that. Um, Perennial Artisan Ales. We've had some of their beers on the show before, and they've been terrific. So looking forward to all, to all of that. And of course, long drink canned cocktails. We'll be tasting four different. Expressions mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. and uh, we have. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the best bourbons. Uh, we didn't get to this list last week of um, uh, the twenty-two best gifts to get a beer lover. So we'll try to uh, try to squeak that in. And there's been a new blow. Spoiler alert. Yeah, number one is beer. Yes, I think we I think we got that far on the list, and then that may have been as far as we went. Um, uh, we do have next week our. Smoking a toast and legal expert Trey Boring will be here, and I'm I'm really wanting him to explain this because we've had so much good news about the uh, legislation and premium cigars being exempted from this FDA legislation. Right. And this week, apparently, there was a major drawback. Uh, a court in uh, Washington D.C. like struck down the idea of exempting premium cigars from this legislation. So, to be honest with you, I don't know where it stands, but I'll, we'll have a short report on that today, and then Trey Boring will it's, it lay stands, it all out for it us. It stands next week. in frustration mostly. Yeah, it really. Uh, it's just it's so back and forth. It's absolutely crazy. But as frustrating as that may be, we will once again be having the uh, most popular segment on the show. Returns once again, and that would be your drinking news. Drinking news. Yeah, drinking news is, of course, the part of the show where we feature a story that may or may not be about drinking, but it's probably always best enjoyed if you are <laughs> drinking. And by that time, we'll be doing plenty of that. So um, today's uh, drinking news teaser headline, give me that sweaty money. <laughs> so, that sounds great. Yeah, it does sound good, doesn't it? Uh, so a lot of great things uh, uh, to come on the show. We will uh, we will be looking forward to finding out more about uh, long drink and doing some sampling here. There's such a um, there's such an interesting movement right now in the uh, spirit and and beer and uh, you know uh, alcoholic beverage community. Ciders are coming on strong. We all know about you know all of the uh, hard seltzer things that have been mm-hmm. coming out, and canned cocktails have been mm-hmm. making more and more noise. That's over so, over three hundred are getting approved labels wow. like oh, a month. That's wow. amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, I will say just off the top of my head, the canned cocktails that I have tried, I've enjoyed more than the hard seltzers. To me, and and we did a, a whole blind taste test of of hard seltzer on the show. Uh, to me, it there's a few that I've been able to identify that I like, but so many of them have that um, that, that nasty it, that that sort of saccharine aftertaste, aftertaste. Yeah, uh, that's gross. That, that I don't have. So canned cocktails don't seem to uh, don't don't seem to have that issue. So I'm I'm excited about tasting these and and uh, and. Getting, getting a few of them in the fridge, <laughs> as it were. Uh, we'll also uh, talk about a few new cigars to watch for. And speaking of cigars, I was wondering, Ian, if you had the opportunity to smoke anything interesting this I week. I tried something that was new to me. Yeah. I don't know how new it is. I didn't look up uh, all the pertinence on it, uh, except for the basics. But I tried the uh, Cornelius and Anthony Daddy Mac. Oh, yeah. Now, I've, I've uh, had that cigar before. You have. I hope you enjoyed it as much well, as I did. Let me tell you about I, it. I dug it. I had the Corona Gorda. This is a 5.5 by 46 with the Brazilian wrapper, Ecuadorian binder, Nicaraguan filler. The appearance on this light brown, kind of dark tan, 
whatever somewhere in between those two maybe milk chocolate call it whatever you want wrapper uh it's real pretty cigar uh, semi-smooth with some veins in it uh firm overall with some soft spots two labels on it it had the uh cornelius and anthony uh label and then a little daddy mac label underneath it doesn't cornelius and anthony sound more like a steakhouse than a cigar <laughs> it company does, doesn't it? <laughs> it's like hey we're going to cornelius and anthony's right. t-bone <laughs> and they never pop into my head uh when i'm thinking about cigars but when i see them i i like a lot of their stuff mm-hmm. so uh I've, I've always uh i've always enjoyed them the pre-light uh smith the pre-light sniff on this uh earth barnyard uh fresh brewed coffee some fall leaves you know that, that, that mm-hmm. smell in the air when yes. the leaves are hitting the ground and stuff it's really nice uh the pre-light... fall by the way here in houston is scheduled for uh october 17th yes and then uh, and, and we'll be and it will thoroughly be... over by the 19th by the 19th that's right so... <laughs> all the trees the leaves just leaves drop, will boom, be down done. boom yeah temperatures won't be uh won't have that fall christmas anymore it's just the way it works right <laughs> that's when the hot and rainy season turns to the Cold and rainy rainy season. season. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Or tepid and rainy season, depending on where you're from. The pre-light draw on this, I used a clip. The draw was effortless, almost too loose. Sometimes, Uh, yeah. It uh, it had me a little worried at first. Um, The the flavors I got on the pre-light draw, rich rich earth, dark fruit, uh, creamy coffee, kind of a sweetness uh, Mm -hmm. underlying flavor in there the initial light on this was a burst of pepper and campfire and burning hay that but makes, kind of in a good way yeah, i got you, I got you. Yep. <laughs> kind of in a good way uh the retro hail is all pepper at this point in time and it is very full strength from the first uh from the first public that's of this. what i recall as well the uh first third of this once that initial light you know about half inch to three quarters of an inch into this settles down it goes to a medium strength the pepper settles in gives way to oak cedar hay tangy spices and leather hints of cocoa floating around had a flaky ash on it that stuck together okay had a great burn didn't spill the ash on myself Mm -hmm. um the uh second third of this coffee and hazelnut take center stage supported by sweet cocoa oak and cedar retro hail is cedar backed by pepper flaky ash great burn nice the uh, last third of this cigar, sweet nuttiness and cedar take prominence, followed by cocoa, coffee, and pepper. Rich earth and leather, uh, leather uh, thread throughout. Strength ramps up to full in the last third of this, definitely. Uh, the retrohale is sweet and peppery, uh, flaky ash, great burn. On the price to quality, this was a uh, 5.5 by 46 cigars. It's not a real big cigar, but not super tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, it burned longer than I thought, especially with as free as the... Uh, as free as, the, as free as the draw was mm-hmm. on it, I expected it to burn much, much faster than that. I uh, I, I gave it a five. I, it was worth the $9 that I paid for it. Nice. I, absolutely, and I would buy it again. I love the flavors on it. I, I think I want to try a couple of the bigger sizes of it, too. <coughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll actually pick up a few the, more of those. I think the one that I smoked was a larger size. Not, right. Not, not huge. But they have I think three, it was three sizes of yeah. them at the, uh, at the store where I was at, and I, I picked the smallest one because I just wanted to make sure that I had enough time to smoke the whole thing. So, so uh, John, our price to quality scale is a one to ten scale mm-hmm. but it's a little different than mm-hmm. some people because we we will give something a five if we feel like you got exactly what you paid for okay if it, That's if very it fair. punches above its weight in terms of like you wouldn't have been disappointed had it cost a little more mm-hmm. it can score above a five if it scores below a five it might still have been good but maybe not 
what you were expecting yeah. for for the uh, price. For the price. Mm-hmm. So the more expensive a cigar, the tougher it is to get above a five because you might smoke a fifteen dollar cigar and it might be terrific. Mm-hmm. But it's a fifteen. But it's a fifteen dollar mm-hmm. cigar and it should yeah. be terrific, yeah. you know. So um, my cigar was uh, right around the same general price range as yours, Ian. I smoked the Aganorsa Leaf JFR Lunatic Torch. And mine, the size of, of this one was, it was called Dreamlands, but it was basically like a uh, a long Toro, basically. Yeah, and JFR is just for retail. Yeah, right, right. You can't get these online. Right. You, uh, you got to pick them up in your local cigar store, which we encourage you to do. And I got this one at uh, Casa de Monte Cristo and said hello to Steve and, and enjoyed uh, this one. Nice looking, 6 by 60 tightly packed cigar with one of those shaggy foots. And I, I looked on the Aganorsa Leaf uh, website and discovered they call it a brush foot cigar. When, you know, a brush foot. Right. So the, the shaggy foot is when they basically roll the cigar, put the wrapper on it, and then the roller will go and basically take off the last maybe half inch, sometimes more, of the wrapper tobacco so that you get this shaggy foot with just the binder and filler. And the idea behind it is it gives you a chance to sort of taste the flavor of just the binder and the filler, and then the cigar burns in a little further and the wrapper starts to add its flavor to the blend. Right. So it, it's an interesting thing It gives you a little gentler uh, a initial little gentler light. Start. Too, yeah. yeah. Although in this case, uh, I'm not sure if that was exactly uh, what happened, but the Lunatic line has been around for a while, but it kind of disappeared. Um, uh, they, they they never like officially said it was over, but they, they stopped making them for a little while. And then JFR kind of kicked back in and resurrected the Lunatic Torch in the spring of last year Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. So uh, the torch is a Nicaraguan Puro. Uh, It uses a Corojo 99 wrapper, but it was grown in the Jalapa Valley. And uh, and then all of the binder and filler tobacco is Nicaraguan as well. Um, The pre-light was full of different scents. Sometimes, you know, when you do the pre-light, you only sort of get a tobacco vibe or, or maybe barnyard or mm-hmm. uh, leather or just kind of one note. Uh, this one had barnyard, leather, tea leaf, and a hint of roasted almonds. I don't know if I've ever gotten like four distinct things <laughs> on just the pre-light sniff and the draw. Uh, I used a punch, and I lit the foot, and this surprised me a little bit because I was expecting it to start more mellow, but boom, here came the spice. Black pepper, a little hint of cayenne, um, and then once the wrapper kicked in, the cigar kind of settled down, which huh. is kind of the opposite of yeah, what I had been expecting. Yeah, uh, but that also is when the profile really started to open up on it. Cocoa was the dominant note in the first third, not chocolate, but cocoa. Right, uh, and uh, that was there along with leather, tea leaf, and this nice natural sweetness that made this pretty strong cigar actually seem a little bit creamy. It was a very nice way to uh, to smoke something that was more full-bodied. Uh, somewhere around the second third, I got a distinct note of cedar, and the cocoa kind of shifted to something that reminded me of the malted milk balls that I used to love when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I mean, good God we let our kids eat some crappy stuff, don't we? <laughs> I mean, I mean, don't get me started on Laffy Taffy. There's not a redeeming quality to that, and kids just eat it all the you time. You know, uh, when Halloween comes around, my wife always ends up with those little, the little individual, like, she loves the banana Laffy Taffy. Really? Yeah, it's very bizarre. <laughs> See, I always, I always try to be uh, at Halloween, and of course I live in a, uh, a high-rise now, so you know, I don't get Halloween... Uh, 
trick or treaters. But right. when I when I did back when I lived in the house, I was uh, I was always trying to give out really good candy. Because I remember being a kid, uh-huh. and and when you went to the houses that gave out the shitty candy, saltwater taffy. Oh, oh yeah, you're like you you would just talk about those talk bad about those people for the rest of the, the year. People that gave out apples. Oh yeah, what does that? Yeah, my mom wouldn't even let us eat apples uh, that we got at Halloween because she was afraid there'd be razor blades in them. You <laughs> oh, know? I remember that. I was thinking the same thing. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, like candy corn. Don't even get me anyway, started. I I did love malted milk balls as a kid, and so I got a little of that just malty. Uh, flavor out of that, which I thought was kind of unusual for a cigar, you know, in a beer maybe, but in a cigar that was right. uh, that was an interesting flavor uh, to pick up. Much as this was a full-bodied cigar, it was not all pepper. You know, I smoke a lot of the AJ Fernandez cigars; they have a tendency to be really mm-hmm. hefty with the pepper. Uh, this pepper note was definitely there, but it actually became less and less prominent as the cigar smoked. It was not the dominant, even though it was Nicaraguan tobacco, wasn't the do- dominant uh, thing. I did start to pick up a bit of wood, kind of like a charred wood that you buy in those big bags at Home Depot mm-hmm. to use on the grill instead of you know charcoal briquettes. Um, I, I, I think they call it cowboy charcoal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's wonderful stuff. I love the way that smells, and I got a bit of that in the cigar. The long flaky ash held on for about an inch, uh, and then dropped all over my keyboard. Uh, <laughs> after I uh, after I took a moment to clean it off, I went back to the torch, and after giving it a couple of good puffs to make sure that it stayed lit, uh, the charred note seemed to be gaining in strength a little bit. Um, that wood note finally settled down, but remained for the duration of the cigar. A floral sweetness blended in with it uh, really nicely. Still some pepper, but not as much in the foreground as a lot of the Nicaraguan cigars I like to smoke. Uh, final third brought in that toasted almond flavor that I'd gotten on the pre-light, and that worked nicely with the charred wood and the floral notes. Uh, Torch was definitely a full-bodied cigar. It wasn't medium to full. It was full. Uh, But it had very nice complexity. Uh, Full-bodied character was most notable, interestingly enough, on the retrohale. That was when when you're like, oh, yeah, this is a full-bodied cigar. Uh, But it was nice. Uh, Burn was terrific throughout the smoke. Construction was top-notch. Torch is a $10 cigar, and I felt like it was worth uh, every penny. I liked getting so much power and punch in a cigar that had all that interesting stuff going on from a, a flavor standpoint. So I would recommend it. Thumbs up. Solid five. Um, might have even, yeah, I might should have given it a five and a half. It was, it was, it was good enough that I would definitely buy this again. Nice and and, and smoke it. So, uh, so thumbs up for the Agonorsa Leaf uh, Lunatic Torch from JFR. And as Ian said, you will have to go to a smoke shop mm-hmm. uh, to buy these. You won't be able to find them online. Same thing with uh, uh, the guys that we visited in uh, Honduras, yeah. our friends at the Aladino uh, Tobacco Factory. Uh, their stuff not available online either. You have to buy that in the store, and it is worth looking for. Okay. Yeah, and I always get that uh, 8 by 80 lunatic, by the way, when I go float the river. That's a great oh, yeah, cigar that's, for that's, that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that one there, actually. But anytime I see a cigar of that size, I think it's, of, it's so I ridiculous. Think of and after a four-hour float, you still have some cigar <laughs> left. <laughs> Speaking of, by the way, this cigar smoked for like an hour and a half. Oh wow! It was uh, uh, you know, and for for a Toro, I usually expect an hour plus, but an hour and a half was it was a quite That's quite a nice. long smoke. So yeah, so that was great. All right, let's take a break. I'm ready to start uh, sampling some long drink. Plus, we have beers on the way, as promised. Hardywood Park Craft Breweries Fightin' Hokies Lager. We'll sample that in the next segment. You are listening to and viewing Smokin' and Toastin'. It's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And we will be right back. 
Awesome. I'm going to run a restroom super okay. quick. Hey, everyone. Ian's running to the restroom. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. It's the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars, the music of the suffers. And I, I, I haven't gotten a chance to go see them since live music has started again. And I'm so, like... I'm so ready to see them again. Yeah, last time I saw them, we were at the, uh, that theater in uh, in the Heights. Um, That's right, at the uh, the Heights Theater. Heights Theater, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, was, that was a really good show. So Those good. guys, oh, so good live. So good live. Well, welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. We are brought to you, by the way, by MyCigarShirts.com. Excellent shirts for cigar lovers on the web, especially those who have a little bit of an attitude, uh, because the shirts have a little bit of an attitude. And There's uh, some snarkiness in there. I think you will like it, yeah. Check them out at MyCigarShirts.com. Shirts start under under 20 bucks and they are um, great gifts too if you have somebody you need to buy a gift for that's a cigar person and you don't want to just be predictable and give them cigars you know although cigars are a good gift they are a good gift yes they are you can give them a shirt and a cigar that would work i'd be i'd be very happy with that uh check them out online they are our uh, sponsor for the show mycigarshirts.com john Kraft from long drink uh, canned cocktails is here with us um he's brought a number of things for us to taste and john you mentioned <clears throat> that the uh, the drinks originated in finland mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. they're kind of like a national treasure there almost kind right? of like that yeah, yeah the, the the legend the right. legend of the finland. legend of finland yeah. i love yeah. it of all the Best things you, you could think of that would be the legend of finland <laughs> I, I, I love that the, that it, that it's long drink um so you mentioned that you started in the united states you started in new york yes and then mm -hmm. kind of Manhattan. began to, to spread it mm -hmm. uh, to spread it around how did the Manhattanites uh, respond to this type of thing? Was yeah, it, so it was, was it a struggle at all to get them to to try <laughs> this, or did they or did they take to it right away? So it is a very much of a hustle story. So uh, with the the four founders um, uh, and, and myself, I was the first employee. We pretty much. Uh, we're self-distributing, putting the orders ourselves, and we pretty much put the samples in our backpacks and went door-to-door <laughs> to, -door to liquor stores, bars, and restaurants and signed people up ourselves and then put in wow. the order. And uh, then we got some Alice Teller involved. Um, he uh, He's on board with us as an owner as well. He's an actor, very big uh, very big proponent of that. And then we started uh, expanding to other states like Connecticut and then mm -hmm. uh, Georgia, and now we're in about uh, 15 states. And uh, how did New York liquor store owners... Who can be a bit prickly? Let's mm -hmm. let's mm -hmm. let's be honest. Uh, how did those guys respond to you coming in and saying, "Hey, we have something new. Mm -hmm. Try it. You might well, want to." Sell it. I it, mean, did that well, approach work? It, it it did actually, and it was actually before uh, a lot of the RTD section um, exploded. There mm -hmm. wasn't there was a, you know a few competitors that said that the bigger guys I would say. So RTD would be ready to drink. Ready right? to drink. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And for us, we actually say um, we are category of beverage because it was created for bartending. So mm. we actually uh, you know so you're not you technically most RTDs are something you could make yourself. Right. Technically, you cannot make long drink yourself. Is what ah, we say. Is that what we makes tell sense. People. Right. You're, you're um, not going to be able to brew it, it up at home. Yeah. 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 So, but it is it is, it is it is within that category. But they, yeah, no, they are very uh, much um, very supportive. A lot of them were, and you know, they were there. Uh, it wasn't just like sales reps going out. There were like, right. real right. owners there. Um, doing the tastings and being involved. Did you guys uh, establish a facility to uh, to make these in the United States, or are you importing? Them? So, so we actually do make it in the U.S. We make it up in upstate New York. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's a, 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 a USA-made uh, product. You know, I will tell you, upstate New York um, is 
a real gold mine for craft beer lovers. There mm-hmm. are so oh, many yeah. great craft breweries yeah. in that area. And there's some in New York City and Brooklyn mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. stuff as well. Yeah. But uh, it's a real uh, kind of a crafty sort of uh, sort of area. So yeah. it kind of makes sense that that's where you guys would uh, would, would locate to be able to, to do these. So the first one of these that we're going to try is what you would call your, your the, sort of standard yeah, one, right? Yeah. yeah, our flagship product, we call it the traditional. Okay. It's the most popular one uh, for us by far. Um, actually, the second most popular, especially in Texas, is our strong version. Oh, okay. I don't think Texans are, 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 are really kind of go towards the, the exactly. Yeah, yeah the like long to, drink well, strong. It's called bang for the buck. We yes. like to drink yeah, here. Yes, yeah. actually, it is. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it's more expensive, and they don't they don't mind at all. They're yeah. like gravitating towards it. They see the higher ABV. But uh, yeah, we're gonna crack it open right now. I uh, guess. Yes, let's do it. We love to open these on mic, by the way, because here at Smoking a Toast, and we do all of our own stunts and sound effects. Oh, so, I love that. Uh, I love so, that. Uh, Ooh, that's oh, man. wonderful. Yeah. First time on, and he just nails the sound effect. That's it's wonderful. like he knows how to open so, a can. So, yeah, so this is um, this is your sort of flagship uh, product. Absolutely. But what what's in this beverage? So if you're looking at uh, or taking down a, a taste profile, mm-hmm. you know at its base is... Uh, Gin. Gin. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gin, here for you, man. Gin, juniper, <laughs> and grapefruit. And it's okay. actually it's so natural you could buy this at a, at a Whole Foods in California. Um, really? Yes. So there's nothing artificial in that. Now I'm going to pass uh, this it's, one it's, over it's to our producer, free. Adam, and you can pour me one more. Uh, so it's gluten-free. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. And it, it is a true gin. It is a little bit, uh, but it's it's not, you know, people, when they think of gin, they think of the floral botanicals. They think mm-hmm. of the uh, the blue bottle you grab out of your parents, you know, liquor cabinet 16. Right. And, you know, gin's not supposed to be drank hot. Like, you right. know, you might drink a vodka hot. That sounds awful. But, you know, <laughs> and it just, it's, a, it's a negative experience for people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, you know, we're, we're pretty much making uh, gin popular again. But we, we really sell it to people, we say, as, as a joke. It's, it's a boozy fresca. Boozy, fr- well, boozy I, fresca. Well, I've always loved fresca, mm-hmm. except for that aftertaste. But, but I love the, the, the sort of taste of the beverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is... Uh, so this has a... Um, Mm. There's a little grapefruitiness it to is. it. Very definitely. Real, um, real citrus. Mm-hmm. But it has that same kind of, have you ever had a, like a really nice sweet grapefruit? It has yes. that same kind of yes. finish to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't leave you with that artificial sugary mm-hmm. right. when you have a really, funk. When you have a really sweet grapefruit, there almost isn't like that sour uh, grapefruit aftertaste. The sweetness almost overpowers it and mm-hmm. makes, it, makes it almost more like you're eating some other citrus uh, fruit. Not, but... Have you had this before? I have not. Have you? I have. My wife loves this stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. So, as a matter of fact, uh, one of the ways we got in touch with you is my wife uh, spoke with one of your representatives and gave gave her a card, and then I gave that to Mary, and then she got in touch with you guys. Very cool. So, um, that was was an interesting, like, tie-in, but... uh, yeah, I've had this before, and she drinks this on a pretty regular basis. Love to hear that. Yeah, so, we're, we're, we're an independent company, so we love to hear when people people. You know, what buy is it. what is the alcohol content of this uh, of this particular so, one? So your this flagship? one's five and a half percent. It's very so approachable. It's kind of like a it's a hangout drink, a basic lager, or mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, maybe a slightly lower. Uh, I, I, a, I can't speak today. Kind of a slightly lower uh, ABV IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and uh, and yet. You could throw this back like it was a volume. It's, it's like a if, non-hard. It's like seltzer, if you made you know? a grapefruit soda mm-hmm. and 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 put a little floral to it, and then made it a little less sweet than what you'd expect in a soda. Mm-hmm. This to me is so much more refreshing than most hard seltzers, yeah. because you you get that same sort of 
bubbliness and refreshment on the palate, but then you don't get that sort of cloying artificial sweetener yeah. aftertaste. It just goes down really smooth and says, "Pour me some more, please." You know, it's kind of the kind of the vibe that that you get from it. And my guess is this is best as cold as you can as get cold it, as right? possible yeah just yeah, yeah. And, and in finland they actually put it on draft um we're not really at that point yet in the u.s where that's wow. allowed mm-hmm. um but hopefully in the future we'd love to put it on draft. i think i but think at that, a... at that percentage that's a that's still in the same realm as most mm-hmm. beers yeah. right that yeah. have on draft. It, it is more of a uh a, a, a law a more yeah, of a yeah. law you could, politic, but you could thing. totally throw these back. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not, uh, it's not giving you a, a, a booziness at all. Texas has weird laws. You could probably put it in some sort of machine, right? And then you can and serve dispense it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I personally, I think that um, that draft cocktails may be one of the next big things. So, I, I, I believe so because it's huge in Europe. My yeah. brew club has yeah. uh, November Fest coming up pretty soon. Everyone does Oktoberfest, so we just push it back I so we get that, more people. I love that, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, but we do November Fest every year, and one of the things we make sure we do is we do draft cocktails mm-hmm. at our November no, Fest. Do you, you do put a lot those of draft in, uh, beers, in, a, in a corny keg? Yeah, they're in a corny okay, kegs. Cool. Car- uh, mostly uh, carved, yeah. uh, depending on what it is. No, that, that, that's the way but, to do uh, it. But yeah, and it, and it comes out great. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's right off the tap, and it turns out fantastic. Well, this is... Is, this is so easy to drink, and and it seems to be you know when I think of all of the attempts that have been made throughout you know the last thirty years to come up with something in a can or a bottle that is not a beer uh, and not like wine, uh, but that would be uh, something you could I mean I, I could totally see this being a huge hit at bars like mm-hmm. like women yeah, like your wife out, for yeah. example. Yeah love this type of thing because they want to drink they want to have a good time but in a lot of cases they're not looking to fill up on beer and they're not and looking beer for can that be very filling yeah. and they're not looking for that like I, big punch I have of, a, one, of a cocktail i have one problem with the long drink as i've mm-hmm. had a few at the house before and the big issue is if you take this uh this long drink and you pour it directly into a glass like ice cold directly into a glass mm-hmm. no ice you will drink it so fast. I mean, it goes down. Yeah, yeah that's like, what I'm saying. You know when you're dying for a Sprite mm-hmm. and, you, and, you, and you just end up glugging the whole thing? It's like that. Mm-hmm. It just happens so fast. Right. So I can just see if, if you're out at, like, a dance club mm-hmm. and you've been on the dance floor and you've worked up a thirst, I can see you going to the bar and just, like, nailing one yeah. of these, like, all and, in and one. And that, that is actually a, a huge market for us, actually. Uh, at dance at, clubs? At, uh, and, yeah, in the bars and the dance clubs uh, in Wicklow, for example. And uh, and country clubs actually, so we're in a, a couple hundred of them in Texas. You know, uh, there's there's really just two ways to drink. There's sipping, and there's you know <laughs> drinking to quench your thirst. And this is definitely the mm-hmm. latter. Yeah. You know, because this is very satisfying. It's also uh, super hot in Texas. Yes, it is. Yeah. Notice. I, all I do that. is sweat all the time, <laughs> and I've lived from noticed. New York to Atlanta. It's just like constantly sweating, constantly uh, sweating. Yeah. I, I, hey, I how long it. have you been in Texas? I moved uh, about about pre-COVID. We were actually oh, okay. a, a so couple. You, States deep. You've witnessed the full Texas yes, summer then. Yes, yeah, it's uh it's it's Nothing quite brutal. Like it. It's brutal. <laughs> Nothing quite like I, I learned you really have to like sit down and actually stop sweating before you go into the shower, otherwise you just keep sweating. You'll sweat right and through the shower. And I didn't really realize that ever. Yeah. Right. Ian, I'm not sure. I, th- I think we gave away all of our uh, oh, I have one bottle openers Hold last on. week, and I'm not sure if I have another one. Let me look. I got one here. Uh, oh, I do. I do. Yeah, bye. 
We can use this one, and then, uh, John, you can take okay. this with you, you as a souvenir. Oh, oh, there you go. That's a little souvenir of the program. Awesome. Oh, smoking and toasting, big bottle opener. Um, so this is delicious, and uh, now we're going to shift up to beer, and this is the Fightin' Hokies Lager from Richmond, Virginia's Hardywood Park I'm assuming Park that's Craft the, the uh, mascot. Yeah, I think, I think it is. I'm not... Up on my Virginia College. Uh, That's a, uh, is that a turkey? Looking, what is that? It's a mean looking rooster. <laughs> I, I think believe. it's a hokey. Okay. What is a hokey? Is, 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 is that a breed a of rooster? I don't know. I don't know. I know. Uh, anybody here that is but a. But it's got uh, the little yeah. hangy thing from the, the beak. Goblet. Anybody here that is an alumni of the Fighting Hokies, check in on the show notes and we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll uh, square you away here. So. Uh, Okay, so it wasn't a big, uh, not a big pop, a, a on big that pop one. on that one. But uh, I, I actually love these little bottles. They remind me of um, um, <laughs> look like old school medicine bottles. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and they remind mm-hmm. me of uh, back. Like this is this is what your tussin came in. <laughs> reminds me actually of being back in college drinking Little King cream ales. Remember those? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those were terrible. By yes, the way. they are. They're, although I didn't know that in college, uh, and terrible, it didn't stop terrible. me from drinking a lot of. I was going to say Red Stripe myself. I, I, yeah, well, they do look. Uh, you, okay, oh, Red Stripe much, does yeah. come in those, A much yeah. better example. Yeah, yeah Red yeah. Stripe comes in these squatty bottles. Down, so, that'd be great. Yeah, we'll pass that one on to Adam. And uh, yeah, yeah, Red Stripe, much better example. I'll tell you, I, my biggest complaint about Red Stripe is that usually when I drink it, they haven't gotten it cold enough. Uh, because I drink it a lot, like when I'm. When I've been like on vacation, like at the islands, so mm-hmm. it's hard to keep the beer as cold as I want it to be. Uh, and Red Stripe to me is best just it's absolute be absolutely cold, ice cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a lager as well. So it's fighting Hokies. It smells nice. It it's, smells like a lager. It's got a. Uh, um, it's got like your expected. This is what I want beer to smell like. Smell right. You're getting a little bit of the the sort of the wheat and the. Um, Little malt, little bit of the malt on the nose. It's a and, thick beer. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a thick lager. Surprisingly that is thick fantastic. for a lager, right? Not just yeah. me then. Okay, yeah. straight up yeah. the road lager. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 he's right. It is a much thicker mouthfeel. Usually, lagers are more that very light, thinner mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. But the the taste on this is. Do terrific. you know how much Budweiser ass this kicks? <laughs> I. I, Budweiser ass has been kicked so thoroughly <laughs> at this point, which I'm is why sure we're, we're probably saying this it is, feels thick this compared is to Budweiser. The, yeah. This right. is the style, right? If you this were, is what it wishes it was. You know, I've talked before about that uh, that movie that I watched, the mm. documentary about the uh, about the different Budweiser brewers who all are all in a competition internally in the company to brew the most Budweisery Budweiser that they can brew, the one that conforms to the. The recipe, the closest. If one of them like screwed up and made this, they 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 should be made a hero. Yeah, you know but they would have lost that. They would have lost, lost that the competition. Competition. That's but, the funny part. Yeah, this uh, is uh, an official beer of the Hokies. This clean, crisp lager is brewed in collaboration with Virginia Tech by Hardwood Park Craft Brewery. We've never had anything from them on the show. I don't think so. No. Um, an award-winning, renewably powered brewery. Uh, we'd love to have you visit us in Richmond. I tell you what, this is a badass lager. Yeah, man, it, good it job, we, guys. We've had some really great loggers yeah. on the show, and this stands right up there with any of them. I think. Yeah, we've had some questionable ones, but we've had some really. Mm-hmm. This is outstanding. Mm-mm-mm. This is like, I you know, and here's the thing. I don't know that there's one thing about it that's that outstanding. It's just the whole package. I love the uh, the finish. The finish is kind of what gets me. Well, that's why uh, John is here today. <laughs> oh, man. 
man. That was so. <laughs> I, I love a good pun. You reached you reached so far for that, and yet you still got you it. You have yeah. been punished. <laughs> oh man, I uh, um, I'm digging it. In fact, There's more. In fact, my only complaint that is more gentle. How little is uh, is left in my cup? Um, nope, no, that's that's. Did really that come good. in a, uh, a cardboard box, or did that come in like a, a six pack ring? When I, you I think it's, that? I think it's available in, in uh, six packs. Okay. Okay. Yeah, in a, in a cardboard, in a cardboard. Uh, six pack. Yeah. yeah, that is really good. This is good. Like uh, uh, we had uh, True Anomaly on, and they had their mm-hmm. Scout. It's mm-hmm. that kind of good. Like it's, right now, Scout is their Mexican lager. That's their Mexican lager, which and is an oddly good thing because I don't generally like Mexican lager. I was going to say that is so good. That really, and you went out and got some of that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as as we like to say here, uh, uh, John, smoking and toasting directly impacting sales because often <laughs> Ian and I will stop off at the uh, at the store Grass on our yourself. way home and uh, and pick up something that direct uh, conversion that we sampled. That's absolutely <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So. Fighting Hokies by Hardy. Uh, Hardywood, I'm for it. Yeah, you know, and it does. There is a, an actual sales influence. I remember uh, back during the pandemic, uh, we would occasionally do those Saturday afternoon uh, uh, smokes on Zoom, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we'd invite any the of our listeners smoke. who wanted to and join us, uh, join us for the virtual smoke. And I remember, I think it was one of your uh, buddies, or maybe even your brother. I, 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 I was I like, yeah, one of my now. buddies, uh, yeah. Blake, actually. Yeah, and he came on with the same gin that we had uh, featured on the show. And, and I was like, oh, that's the gin we just had on the show. He goes, I know. It sounded really good. I went out and bought some. <laughs> and I'm like, see? It works. It works. There's one. Yeah, there's one. <laughs> uh, but this is excellent. And uh, if it is available where you are, you should uh, definitely look for it. I don't know what their distribution is like around the country, but... Uh, if you can find Man, it, that is, that is really, that's, yeah, that's really kicking lager. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to uh, go over some new cigars for you to watch for. And we'll try uh, something, whatever is next in the uh, in the line uh, for long drink. Uh, smoking and toasting. Um, and by the way, still drinking news, still on the way. And we'll be talking to you about the 21 best bourbons according to Men's Health Magazine. It's all coming up. And it's smoking and toasting. Welcome back. It is Smokin' and Toastin'. We are the uh, radio program, uh, podcast, and video extravaganza that is all about uh, craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And speaking, we're like a party wherever you're listening of cigars, to us. Yeah, right. Well, we, you know, Ian has often uh, pointed out that this show is great to put on in the background if you're having a little romantic time. Oh, yeah. Put, uh, it, on, put know, it on the back. Put it on the back. make-out time. It's yeah, awesome. It's, it's, a little, it's a little perfect. So, um, <laughs> Speaking of make-out Creates time, the mood. Uh, in the new Cigars to Watch For uh, segment, uh, Ian's um, you know man crush, Matt Booth of Room 101 Cigars, <laughs> has resurrected his uh, Namakubi brand in a single size, which they previewed at the PCA trade show in Vegas a couple of weeks ago, and retailers can expect it to show up in the fall. Uh, they made it as a five and a half inch by fifty ring perfecto called the Ronfla. It is a limited edition cigar rolled with the same blend as the Namakubi Ecuador, which came out back in 2013. Uh, it's an Ecuador Habano wrapper, Honduran binder, and a combination of Dominican and Honduran uh, filler. We like uh, we like Matt Booth and his cigars. And uh, by the way, um, the packaging in purple is a dedication to 
Alzheimer's awareness, a cause that has great mm. personal significance to you, oh, Matt wow. Booth. And a portion of the proceeds from these cigars will benefit Keep Memory Alive, which is an organization that funds research and programs to provide assistance for those affected by brain disorders That's and their awesome. families, which is a very, very, very cool thing. Rocky Patel is introducing two contrasting lines, the light and mild white label and a dark and stronger cigar called Disciple. Oh. Which is that's interesting for Rocky cuz he, you know, he has a tendency to name things like with numbers, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, number eight or their 50th anniversary or whatever. Uh, the white label is made with a Connecticut shade wrapper, Honduran binder and a a blend of Nicaraguan and Honduran filler, but it is designed to be a lighter cigar, so it's a more easygoing uh, mm-hmm. blend of those tobaccos. Uh, its build is mild to medium-bodied, uh, though there's one tobacco in the filler that Rocky is not telling us what it is. So that's kind of interesting. The magic uh, tobacco. Yeah, the magic tobacco. Uh, it's made in Nicaragua at, at his factory and comes in uh, four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Churchill, and a 6x60 that they have just named the 60. Uh, cigars are going to retail for 19 to $21 each. Now, that is a... Very expensive, That's rocky. Expensive, for most, rocky. Yeah. yeah, most of his cigars are not that pricey, and for a lighter-bodied cigar too. So this is going to be really interesting. I'm going to have to try one of these because I'm really curious as to why it would be that expensive as a lighter-bodied cigar and where, yeah, and, where and, that uh, all is coming from. Uh, clearly, he's going after the uh, Dunhill market. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, for stronger cigars at about half the price, he's debuting the Rocky Patel Disciple, uh, which gets its power from a dark Mexican San Andres wrapper and a hearty blend of Nicaraguan tobaccos. And this sounds like it's yeah, got my name that on it. Good. Uh, also, uh, it's made at his factory in Nicaragua, and it will come in the Toro, the 60, and an unusual uh, shape called the Bala. Uh, the unique cigar measures five and three quarters by 58, and it's rolled with a closed foot that's been pre-punched. Uh, the Disciples will be priced between uh, 10 and a half and $13, right. so uh, a little more reasonable. Both brands in 20-count boxes. White Label will ship the end of October, but the Disciple is expected to arrive next month. So if you're a fan of I Rocky stuff, for that. Yeah, be on the lookout uh, for that. All right, uh, we're stepping into the next one mm-hmm. from Long mm-hmm. Drink. Uh, what, what are we trying here, John? Well, what, what do you guys think? I mean, we have, an, we have another flavor. It's called Cranberry. Very popular, sweet and tart. I've heard of Cranberry. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a good, that's a good yeah, flavor. Yeah, people. Are even doing the chamoy tahini rims on them. Oh wow! Very, very, very popular. Um, you know how I said "oh wow" like I knew what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, was, I was assuming you knew <laughs> the, the chamoy tahini rim. It's it's a huge in the in the Rio Grande Valley. It's a uh, like a syrup and then a, a spicy ch- chili salt. Oh, okay, um, cool. yeah. So it's, it's yeah. really interesting. People are putting their own Texas twist on it. I like it. I like um, it. Well, let's try the cranberry. Yeah, that yeah, sounds it's, great. It's my favorite. Oh, really? Um, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I always like cranberry, but my issue with cranberry is that it's typically uh, artificially sweetened. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, right. that's not the case for this one. Well, I love a good uh, you know cranberry and vodka, uh, mm-hmm. and or or I really like it with the splash. If you if you if it's just cranberry vodka, that's uh, what what is that called, Ian? Because uh, I always order the Sea Breeze, which has um, the cranberry uh, vodka is a... juice in it. Why am, I'm totally blanking why am on I, it. Why am I not being right. able to think and of it's, that? It's one that uh, somebody will, Wiki Brian or or uh, you know what I always loved. Uh, I know. always loved this the cranberry sprite that they came out with. Oh yeah, that's seasonal, and that's actually kind of what this looks like a little bit. Yeah, in the yeah. Uh, in the cup here, but. Uh, uh, so this is. Uh, is now, this I the just same? want to point out: if I put this in a glass with some ice, I'm going to look like I'm getting girl drink drunk. <laughs> very, very crushable. Very yeah. crushable. Yeah. Uh, is this the same ABV as it the is. Uh, yep. main one? Five, five and a half percent. 
Um, yeah. Also, in, in all the liquor stores across Texas with the same other flavors. You know, that's that's really pretty good. It really is quite good, actually. It's just the addition of the cranberry just gives it that extra little, you know, thing to happen to your taste buds. Mm-hmm. You know, and, it's, and it's it really a little works. sweet, little tart. You know, very, very approachable on that. The the tartness makes the sweet not seem too, mm-hmm. you know, like you're drinking too sugary of yeah. a soda. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I yeah. think that's why it appeals to Texans so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, I actually see a lot of it um, doing really well. It does really well in uh, San Antonio. Yeah, uh-huh. r- r- oh. r- and does really well in San well, Antonio. I can tell you, having lived in San Antonio, they are big fans there of a, uh, a soda mm-hmm. called Big Red. Oh, yes. And while this isn't quite as... Um, a syrupy, sweet. A syrupy, as delicious the big red. I love but, big red yeah, tacos, but but it, it does get a little of that mm-hmm. uh, of that vibe, uh, that to sweetness it. to it. Did yeah. you say big red tacos or big red and tacos? Big red and tacos. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's that's really really good, and again, very crushable. Like you could very easily take that can down. Oh, absolutely, you know? I'm sure that somebody has made big red tacos though. I think there's a food truck here in Houston actually called Big Red Tacos. You know, if if I'm going to take this down to a very basic level, Mm -hmm. I don't eat at Taco Bell very often, but they have those Doritos Locos fiery taco shells. Mm -hmm. They're amazing. They're awesome. They're great. (laughs) What the heck? (laughs) Yeah. so good. There is is something about – there's there's two products that I put into this uh, category. The entire menu at Taco Bell (laughs) – and at Jack in the Box, they're two tacos for a dollar ninety nine. <laughs> Those are products that the later it gets, and the, the more you've had to drink, the better they are. Hundred percent agree. After you leave the bar at uh, at uh, you know closing time. Really, nothing's better than those Jack in the Box tacos. Yeah, yeah. nothing, nothing works the same. I've been, um, I've been a victim, and they're so cheap that you're oh, like, yeah. I'll take, I'll six take nine of them, <laughs> nine <laughs> of them. <laughs> uh, John, what is a what is a six pack of cans of this uh, retail for? So, it typically in Texas, you know, we're in about uh, thirteen hundred liquor stores. So all, all obviously all the big chains, but all all the independents as well. Um, it goes for about fourteen ninety nine. So that that's yeah. a pretty reasonable price. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're talking about if you're gonna if you're going to get any kind of a quality mm-hmm. craft beer, you're probably going to pay somewhere somewhere between ten mm-hmm. and fifteen. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's it's right in that same kind of kind of price range, yeah. depending on what you're doing. Unless you're grabbing Maridzu like me, and then you get four of them for like fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. that mm-hmm. good. <laughs> I've I've seen a few that are even more than that, oh, and yeah. you're like, oh well, my the, god. You know, the uh, where I live in Austin, Pine House Brewing. Is, oh, yeah. is, is a four pack is twenty bucks. Yeah. Well, um, Austin is a great it, it, Austin is a great mecca for craft beer, but uh, we're we're kind of champions of our local scene here, uh, and and I would hold it out to be just as good, if not better, than the Austin craft beer scene. It just isn't, you know, maybe as hip to talk about <laughs> as uh, as the Austin craft. But beer you know what is. you don't see in Houston? I, I was up the road from a buddy of mine's house. Uh, in Austin, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to pull in this little car wash place mm-hmm. and get my truck washed. Mm-hmm. And I walk in, and they're apparently a block from, um, I'm trying to remember which brewery it was, one of the uh, 512, I think, or one of those. They were like yeah. a block from 512, Love so you 512. walk in, and they just have a keg sitting there, like, help yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude! <laughs> yeah, I would be I a repeat customer wash. of that car yeah. wash. Uh, man, when I lived in Austin, they didn't have that at the car washes, or I'd have been like washing my car every day. <laughs> That's amazing! Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. Our uh, uh, our next segment is one where we will start talking about the. Um, 
uh, these 21 uh, bourbons that Men's Health has pointed out. We'll taste some more long drink, and we're going to try this IPA. I'm really excited for you to try this, Ian. It is uh, from a brewery here in Houston called Equal Parts, and it is their Saharan Dust IPA. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that coming up. It's smoking and toasting. Thank you for Wiki Brian's at Cape Cod. God. Cape Cod, thank you. Why can't I remember that? <laughs> Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. We are glad to have you here. Our program is brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Great shirts for cigar lovers on the web and a proud sponsor of this show, uh, MyCigarShirts.com, because... Cigars. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, when it comes to America's favorite pastime, Men's Health Magazine writes, there's no shortage of contenders. Baseball, jazz, taking movies that we vaguely enjoyed from the 80s and 90s and rebooting them every three years and all manner of miniseries, Broadway musicals, and uh, in Endlessly expanding cinematic universes until everything's just a copy of a copy of a copy. Mm-hmm. That's the article. I didn't say that. That's American. That's, a, however, that's actually pretty accurate. Though. However, though, there is a strong argument to be made that there's nothing more American than bourbon. Americans have been making uh, the beloved barrel-aged spirit primarily from corn since the 18th century. And in 1964, Congress officially recognized bourbon as a distinctive product of the United States. Wow. In what was probably one of the most fun, like, uh, sessions of Congress ever. (laughs) Uh, But Men's Health Magazine has named their 21 best bourbons of uh, of all time. Lay it on now. Uh, So we'll start with number one. Uh, And I don't know that these are in order, but they picked 21 of them. So the first one is Elijah Craig Small Batch Bourbon Whiskey. On my shelf. Yeah, that's just really good stuff. It's just really good stuff. Woodford Reserve Bourbon is the next one on the list. Also on my shelf. They named that mm-hmm. the best bourbon whiskey under fifty dollars, uh, so that's that's a pretty, that's a pretty like. Actually, nice I think I have the double oak Woodford thing. on my shelf. So oh, that's even better. Yeah, it's good. Um, Wild Turkey Long Branch. Yes, it is a collaboration with Matthew McConaughey, but they say you shouldn't check out this bottle for its celebrity affiliation alone. It's softer than the other Wild Turkey expressions and offers an elegant finish. Uh, they they say try it maybe without ice. So have you had Long Branch? We had it on the show, didn't we? That's right, we did. Yeah, Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. good. High West American Prairie Straight Bourbon Whiskey. I think we've had that on the show, haven't we? Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember enjoying that quite a bit. Michter's 10-Year Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Don't be scared by its higher price tag, they say, although it's definitely on the more expensive end. They champion it as one meriting close attention due to its meticulous cultivation. Okay. Uh, how about a Penelope Bourbon Rosé Cask Finish? Never heard of it. I haven't either. It's got a big P. It almost looks like a wine bottle. It's the shape of a uh-huh. of like a red wine bottle. Uh, but it's got a big P on it, and it's definitely not wine. It is a bourbon, but bourbon rosé cask finish. Um, many bourbon traditionalists subscribe to the notion of, if it ain't broke, why fix it? And it's all well and good to find your favorite bottle of single-barrel straight bourbon whiskey. There are plenty of funky variations that are worth your time. And this is one of them, is what they say. Uh, they also uh, credit Jim Beam Black Extra Aged bourbon whiskey. Yep. Uh, you, you're going to go along with that? <clears throat> I'm okay right. with that. Right. Jim Beam, so the regular Jim Beam I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. But almost everything. It's, it's like Jack Daniels is the same way for me. Like their standard line, the old number seven. 
Yeah. Don't like it. Yeah. But, but some of their other expressions. Everything else they put their name yeah. on, <laughs> all those other, you know, age expressions, everything mm-hmm. is always way, way better. Way, uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like Jose Cuervo. Not a big fan of the gold or mm-hmm. the silver, mm-hmm. but uh, the Reserva de la Familia is yeah. the Amazing, single best yeah. tequila I've ever had. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, they mentioned that uh, the um, Jim Beam Black Extra Aged uh, has oak and vanilla notes that are much more attractive than the uh, than the regular uh, regular line of, yeah. of their whiskeys. Jefferson's Ocean Aged at Sea Bourbon. They call this the best bourbon under a hundred dollars. That's a pretty. That's it's a, pretty it's a good bourbon. Statement. I, I don't know if I agree with that last statement, mm-hmm. but it is a good bourbon. I've had it. Well, this is the uh, this is the one that they leave sitting in barrels on ocean going ships, mm-hmm. so it's aged with the rocking of the ocean. Wow, it's a romantic notion that's at awesome. least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about Wild Turkey One Hundred and One? Um, there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, the classic from Wild Turkey that will put some hair on your chest, they say. Uh, Hudson Bright Lights Big Bourbon from Hudson Whiskey, New York. I have not seen this one, much less tasted it. Uh, are you familiar with it? Hudson Bright Lights? I haven't seen that. Their uh, foregrain is amazing. Yeah. Uh, this is the Hudson Whiskey, New York Bright Lights Big Bourbon is what they call it. So uh, how about Stranahan's Colorado Whiskey? I've had strand hands. Mm-hmm. They say there's a misconception that all bourbon comes from Kentucky, uh, but uh, this actually comes from Colorado. It's mellow in taste, long on the finish, asserting that it stands up to uh, the Kentucky offerings. Old Forester 1910, old fine whiskey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the Old Forester. How about Town Branch Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey? Don't this know one that was, one. This one was new to me, so put that on your list of things to look for. Wolf Moon Straight Bourbon Whiskey. I feel like I've seen that, but I don't yeah. think I've tried that. Yeah. Um, here's one I think you've probably had. Four Roses, single barrel. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> How great is that? That's fantastic. So good. Uh, here's one I'm pretty sure you've had as well. Bullet bourbon. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's Eagle Rare, 10-year. Eagle Rare is fantastic. It's really hard to find. Yep. Really hard to find. And it's not very expensive. How about usually. Buffalo Trace, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Absolutely. Whiskey? Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's one of those that you always On have to shelf. have a bottle. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when it... When it uh, empties, you just go get another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's one of those. Before it empties. How about, law? yes, uh, preferably. Law's Whiskey House Four Grain Straight Bourbon Whiskey. We've actually had this one on the show, mm-hmm. and I remember uh, enjoying good. it quite a bit. Yeah, Traverse City Whiskey Company Straight Bourbon. This no one idea. was new to me. <coughs> I assume from Traverse City, Michigan. Um, they call theirs the Whiskey of the North. And they say they... Uh, it says in this article in Men's Health that they understand how to make a delectable bourbon that won't break the bank. The whiskey of the north. They're not. They're not reaching real hard for those uh, slogans, are <laughs> yeah. they? Well, this one. Phrases. This one may stand out a little more. Chicken cock, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. <laughs> Have you had? Uh, no, I this love it for the name, though. Uh, uh, it says here <laughs> in the article: allow chicken cock to reintroduce itself. Apparently, it was one of the great brands of the 19th century. But they have no shortage of fun trivia about their first life, being smuggled across the Canadian border in tin cans during Prohibition, achieving cultural cachet at the ho- as the house whiskey at Harlem's legendary Cotton Club, and even getting a name drop by Duke Ellington in his memoir. That's um, awesome. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, a distillery fire forced them out of business in the 1950s, and it has been resurrected as a testament to its former glory. They say if you like a lighter bourbon that's not going to smack you in the face, they suggest... Chicken cock. 
how chicken many so, chicken cock sounds a little more forward than a light bourbon that doesn't smack <laughs> you in the face but yeah, okay yeah it kind of does uh, but <laughs> but at least you get to ask your friend hey have you tried chicken cock <laughs> you know and there's there's a whole there's a whole thing there's a whole conversation you, you know, going a whole on conversation there. so there's your 21 from men's health all right I, it was a pretty good list i thought are you uh, much of a bourbon drinker uh, I uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, some of the brands you mentioned like Wild Turkey um, reminded me of my uncle Steve, big, <laughs> big, big ex-marine, big bourbon guy, <coughs> yeah. and uh, drank. Um, he he, lo- he loves Wild Turkey. Yeah, and, and I, I recently, you know, your taste changes as you get older. Mm-hmm. You know, like I start, I like I, I like uh, vanilla ice cream now for some reason, <laughs> but I have started now liking bourbons and different things I did not right, like right. when I when I first started drinking and well, things like that. You're talking about ice cream. To me, and when I was a kid, I liked all these crazy flavors. But now, give me a really good vanilla mm-hmm. with some chocolate syrup 100% in it. agree. And that's like, like the greatest ice cream yeah, ever. Yeah. Bluebell vanilla with chocolate ice cream drizzled uh, in it. Uh, chocolate syrup drizzled in it. Nothing better. <laughs> you guys actually had me think about uh, a brand called Mellow Corn. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's huge in the bartending industry. Really? Is, is, is Mellow Corn right now. I wonder why. Well. Uh, it's interesting because you don't hear as much about it in just the regular spirit circles. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what makes it such a big deal in the bar industry? I don't, I don't, I don't know why. I, I think it's just, you know, it's, it's easy. It's kind of like Montucky Cold Snacks is, is a great, you know, a very approachable, See, inexpensive that's, beer. That, that's one we just can't get our, our head around. Well, I mean, that's I think that's why bar Tinder's like it probably because nobody else does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so it makes them it's feel cool. It's got some kind of weird hitness yeah. to it. Our buddy Chris Hart, our, our whiskey expert, that uh, it's not only has his own show, but does uh, uh, does occasional appearances here and, and talks whiskey with us. He loves it. He, and it's every, not good beer. Every time he comes on, he keeps trying it, to it, talk it, us it into it. It goes well with the Boilermaker, you know? I mean, uh, that's kind of, well, I, th- I think that that's why you can just put. Uh, well, so you, you were know. mentioning how taste changes as you get older. And one of the things I found, like my basic story with wild turkey, is we had a uh, we had a family tradition where every uh, New Year's Eve, because you know that's when mm-hmm. a bunch of the family would be together, not New Year's but Christmas Eve, uh, we'd all sit out in the garage and you know we call manland, and uh, all the guys in the family would sit out there and do shots of wild turkey. It'll get you, man. Thanksgiving thing. It will. And I hated wild turkey. That was the only time I ever drank it. And then one time. And this was just a few years back. Mm-hmm. One time, someone gave me a shot of wild turkey, and I took it, and I took a sip of it. Mm-hmm. And I went, this is good. Yeah, well. And that's the biggest difference yeah. I found between, you know, when I was young and I was drinking the, mm-hmm. those whiskeys, I didn't like them as much. Why? Because yeah. every whiskey sucks when you shoot it. Right. That's, that's exactly one. why. Yes. They yeah. all do. Yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could shoot like a Woodford Reserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sucks And it, it wouldn't, you shoot wouldn't it. be it's that good. It's yeah. good, you yeah. know? Um, and... And uh, yeah, I, you can argue semantics on that all you want, but the truth is, it's just not the right way to drink it. When you start mm-hmm. sipping it, it is, yeah, yeah. Now, out of self-defense, there are some whiskeys that, well, if you don't shoot it, you might not get them down. Right, mm-hmm. this is true. I've and had a few of those, and that's a lot of the whiskeys I was drinking. The back Canadian then, too. Mist, as an example, <laughs> Canadian Mist. Canadian Mist. Yeah, Twins was doing a special on five-dollar glass bottles as a sell-through, and I, I bought, uh, I bought some five-dollar bottles for my friends and I. They hated me for it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That reminds me of the time at a, a Christmas party many years ago when we were gig- giving uh, gag gifts and uh, I was given the bottle of um, um, 
uh, it wasn't Boone's Farm. It was the other the Mad Dog. Uh, Mad Dog. Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Oh man! And then and then we had had just enough actual good stuff to drink that it seemed like a good idea to open the bottle and oh, pass man. it around. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The worst hangover I have ever had oh, in so my life. And you know, yeah. when we were when we were young, we were kids in our early twenties. We would go out and just buy two bottles of those, and that would be like each. Mm-hmm. Like that would be mm-hmm. our like drinks for the evening. Well, when yeah. you're young, it's party. all about quantity. Yes. And yes. as you get older, it yeah. becomes a little more about quality. Yeah. I, I've actually started going towards the Four Roses myself. Four, Four Roses. roses. Yeah. yeah. I, I think as I would see them at industry events, and um, we would sponsor nonprofit stuff together. And just a great approachable And their single cask is just so terrific. Super super good. So terrific. So what's next for us with with Long Well, I think as we're talking about bourbon and we're talking about stronger drinks, I think we're going to go for the strong version, 8.5%. So this one is uh, also exists in Finland, you know, like our cranberry and original. Mm -hmm. It's, um, you know, uh, I call it the two shots in the can. Um, Our our CEO actually likes to joke. He calls it the IPA killer. Um, Because actually one of the reasons why he loved Long Drink is that he does not like beer at all. Oh, interesting. So when he went to Finland, he's loved long drink. He's like, we have to bring this to America. Now, I noticed that this particular uh, iteration has the uh, slogan underneath it, Legend of 1952. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So it was created. There you go. For the 1952 <laughs> Olympics. Okay, gotcha. Yes, yes. Uh, and so that's like our, our common thing. We used to saw so many people come out with crazy labels. We really wanted to just try, had to have like one mm-hmm. single brand existence and right, our right. experience and just change the, the, the colors on them. Because if you look across stores, it's really crazy how much labels change, right? Oh, yeah. And people right. get confused over them. Is this part of that brewery or distillery I mean, or not? If, if you think about craft beer, what has become very much in vogue in craft beer uh, companies is, is to do limited releases yeah. and have the artwork change, you know, every time. because your release is changing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, all can, right. I, uh, can I see that blue can? Yeah, of course. Of course. Do a taste test next next, next to each That's other. Yeah, exactly what I want to do. We didn't adjust really the recipe a whole lot besides adding more gin. So this has got I'm tasting uh, the juniper through it a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can taste it a little more than in the blue can, the original. But not to the point that it has a big gin flavor to mm-hmm. it. I like yeah. the flavor of the strong one better. Mm-hmm. It has it has more of that. It has a little more, more uh, that juniper scent. Yeah. I do like gin, and it yeah. has a little more floral to it overall mm-hmm. that I kind of like. You know, it's still and, pretty and, easily and, drinkable. And it's for interesting 8.5. if you guys are bourbon guys. So I find that that uh, for some reason, and we used to do a lot of whiskey trade shows. Mm-hmm. People love it when we're there at the whiskey trade show because there's never enough water. Right. So they end up drinking us like right, like the right. water as a, uh, yeah. as a palate cleanser. Excellent. Absolutely. We're sponsoring the one in San Antonio. Actually, the San Antonio Current is putting on a whiskey trade show, and we're going to be there at that one. And. Uh, uh, it's really interesting with with bourbon people that like they love it or hate it. I don't know. It's because like an, an antithesis of flavors, you know, mm-hmm. of, of a sweeter brown liquid versus a clear sweet uh, a, a clear sweet liquid. Um, but uh, but it, it it is interesting that that's one of the clear you know differentiators with people. Um, I think it's terrific. I mean, I've I've loved everything we've tasted. Really like the cranberry, but this one feels the, the cranberry and the original. Almost didn't feel like I was drinking any 
alcohol. Yeah. And this one gives you just, it, I won't go so far as to call it boozy. It's not real boozy, but, no. But you, you have a little more of it a feeling boozy, that you're, that you're drinking. Yeah, it's eight and a half. Yeah. Absolutely will catch up to you. You get a yeah. little more of a feeling that mm-hmm. you're drinking something with yeah. a little bit of uh, oomph to it, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of I kind of like that. At, at some college towns, they'll sell this for $5 on special, yeah. and that is uh, wild to me. They're giving Worst kids. night at the bar. <laughs> yeah. The bartenders hate that uh, night. Yeah. 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 It's like, Pat, I'm like, wow, that's like, you're giving these, these people two shots in a can for five bucks. That's, wow. That's, that's something. Uh, yeah. well, and uh, what bar is that? Yeah, yeah. Go to yeah. San Marcos. Go to San Marcos. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can find a few places to party in uh, San Marcos. Ian, I'm going to hand you a can of Equal Parts Brewing's Saharan Dust. There's not much information. So, it's Equal a Parts, can, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I looked down and uh, Wiki Brian actually brought this up to me. Uh, I said Equal Parts was recently a different brewing. It was Sigma Brewing. Sigma, that's right. Sigma Brewing. And so remember, we, we had we were getting them on the show, and then right. they said, well, Hold off. We need a little and time. Clearly, here is one. And then we never heard from them again, yeah. and all of a sudden, they're equal parts. Okay. Well, <laughs> I remember we tried a pale ale of theirs that was really good. I want to and we did mo- a stout that was really good yeah, too. Yeah. So, uh, so interestingly enough, this is the same guys, and they've uh, put together this yeah, IPA the called same, Saharan The Dust. same place. I don't know if it's the same guys. I don't oh, know yeah. anything else about them. Under new management, as they say. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, hopefully, we'll have them on the show soon, and we can uh, we can get the whole story. Uh, but this is a definite uh, juicy IPA, and uh, I I just well, I don't want to give away too much here. Oh, I'm, I'm very excited for this. I love IPAs one, I, and that's a like, a very beautiful can. Yeah, it really I mean, is. That it's, is it's, a beautiful can. You know, some cans are are more beautiful than others. Yeah, and I'm gonna. I'm also just a, a big fan. I'm gonna of take the, this uh, larger pour and give Adam the smaller the one. Sahara, that too. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm just randomly pouring. I'm also a big fan of the song "Africa" by Toto. Though, oh so yeah, I, I might see? be predisposed. Yeah. yeah. By the way, not long ago, uh, I saw a video of Toto, the band, performing "Africa Today." Okay. And I came away thinking two things. Number one, if you're a studio musician, you'll always know how to play well because mm-hmm. they still like. Sound terrific! Oh yeah, was that uh, Jeff Picaro and, um, uh, yeah, and and Steve Lukather? Steve Lukather, yeah. And uh, uh, Jeff Berlin was their bass player uh-huh. for a long time. The other thing that I came away thinking was, you know, I haven't aged all that badly because <laughs> right. those guys look rough. <laughs> Let me just tell you, they look rough. They sounded good though. Uh, and they did like a nine and a half minute version of Africa that was kind of fun to watch. That's a, that's a great. So they had, yeah. Toto had so Delicious. many good songs oh, though, man. Yeah, dude. If you listen to just the musicianship on Rosanna by oh, Toto, yeah. it's a, it's like those guys are just. First they nail Killing a guitar it. solo, then they nail a keyboard mm-hmm. solo. Then, I mean, it's just it's it's just great. So so uh, did you know that you know people love doing covers? So I love Weezer mm-hmm, and Weezer mm-hmm. had a great cover album. Did you know that Pitbull has a cover of Africa? Do Pitbull? not do, Pitbull. Do not listen to it. I don't know what to even say about that. Do not that. listen to it. Do not listen to it. <laughs> what does he do? Just dun 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 dun. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Dun 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 dun. Yeah. Uh, all right, Ian. I'm so, so curious about what you think about Saharan dust from Equal Parts. Saharan dust is incredibly interesting because it's so crisp. It is crisp. Yes. Yeah. And it has such a hard, bitter. Cut the off end. to the uh, to the end of the uh, to the end mm-hmm. of the taste. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, and yeah, it, it doesn't. almost leaves you with with uh, with almost leaves you with no real aftertaste. But there's a mm-hmm. like a slight charcoal kind of 
bitterness to the end of it. It's not a and huge then hop a little bit of a sweet malt uh-huh. aftertaste. Uh-huh. It's really, really incredibly interesting, and that's really bizarre after how um, how big and bitter that finish is on it. So I drink a lot of different uh, hazy and juicy IPAs. It's probably my favorite style of uh, uh, of beer. Uh, even though I like all kinds of different things, IPAs are so much this is so much my wheelhouse that i try a lot of different ones and this one really stunned me i i the retro I thought it was on this different than any i'd ever tried gives you some of that um grapefruit mm-hmm. and, so many uh, of them are, lemon so many of them are incredibly similar to each other and i thought this one stood out as being very different the, so the aftertaste kind of builds up a little bit and mm-hmm. not in a bad way you start tasting it a little more it's so crisp it's almost mm-hmm. harsh the first Flavor, but not not like not, not in a bad way. It's just abrupt. Maybe that's a right. better word. Abrupt it's abrupt. Is a good word. How yep. how crisp and final that that swallow is. Well, I've had several of these now, and I will tell you, um, that I could see this going with a cigar too. Yes, sir. I think so. I haven't tried it with a cigar yet, but I'm going to. And I'll tell you, for me, this IPA has now moved into my holy trinity. Oh, yeah. so which, is, Lones, which is which uh, is Lone Pint, Yellow Rose, uh, Ghost in the Machine, and now this. It's fantastic. I, I just I just. I love mean, I this. will tell you, I like all three that you just said. Mm-hmm. Like these are all very very good. I yeah. would put up there. There's a couple other IPAs I would put up there, but this is good. Yeah, I I really really like this, and what I've found is that it. Um, it's one. I, I know you can say this about a lot of different things, but it's one that gets that gets better as you drink it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like the the first sip is good, the next one is better. The first you know? sip was very dry. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. And now the second one I had is not left in my mouth as dry from mm-hmm. from that because it is that abrupt. But a bit of that, uh, the dryness that you're talking about though, is almost like. Um, it's a more woody kind of dryness yeah. or charcoal kind of dryness. And it's a little bit of the Doritos effect that makes you want another <laughs> another sip, you know? Very, very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. There's the a slight effect. lingering, like, after you've had, because I actually have refilled my cup a little bit. After you've had a few sips, there's a slight uh, resinous, almost pine cone kind of thing going on, but not mm-hmm. in a bad way and not in a distracting, harsh way either. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just there. Yeah, it's not over the top, but it's this there. Is a, this is and a good it's, beer. It's if they very keep doing this, I sure hope they do. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because this is, this is now my favorite Houston-based IPA. Because the others I like, uh, Ghost in the Machine is from Louisiana, Broussard, Louisiana. And uh, I guess technically Lone Pint, you could call it Houston, but it's Magnolia. Yeah, it's Magnolia. Uh, these guys I, are played, re- I played a gig at their brewery recently. How was it, by the way? I Man, have not had a chance cool. to be out there. Yeah. <laughs> so they have, a, they have love... this great little yard. Uh, they have this great little yard with a stage and everything set up. And then they have the, the bar where you can go up and get your drinks. They've released know. a couple of new uh, limited edition things that I've snagged that are in my beer fridge that we'll be having on the I show. I had soon. their uh, Gentleman Relish on nitro how did you like that so good yeah have you tried the one that's the um oh no no it wasn't gentleman rush was tornado shark oh tornado shark i've had yeah that's i I haven't had it on nitro yeah they had it at the brewery and that's i drank that most of the night i was actually going to ask that question have you all ever thought about doing a uh, can versus draft comparison of your favorite drinks you know that is really a great idea and and we would have to be someplace where they had a lot of stuff on draft uh, we'll what we need about. is a brewery with outdoor mm-hmm. seating so we can smoke cigars. Yes. yes. 
I, I worked for uh, Anheuser Busch in college as one of their college reps, and they took mm-hmm. us to St. Louis and they do the whole brewery tour of the master. Mm-hmm. And he, that was about two hours of him talking to us was why we were only allowed to buy the, the bottles for people, and, uh, the, the, and, and not the draft or the, the cans. That's yeah. how, how big people take the the difference in taste. Did you see the Clydesdales? Uh, yes, we did. We went to their stable. It's beautiful. The, the horses are amazing. Always go to. Uh, Go to draft as my default. I, I draft. I love draft. If, if yeah. I have yeah. a choice between bottle or draft, I go draft. Yeah. I had just met Ian when I got invited to his wedding, and the draft beer he had uh, at his wedding was so e- exceptional that I said, I've, I've never been to a wedding with beer this good. Yeah. <laughs> I did have good beer. It at the really was great. Yeah. Really was great. Well, uh, I, I absolutely dig this, and I can't recommend it highly enough. If you are a fan of IPA, you got to try it. And even if if you're like Ian and IPA is not one of your favorite styles, I encourage you to try it as well. Because well, it's... I'm just going to point this out. Yeah. This is probably almost exactly the halfway point between my house and your house. Oh. wonder if they have outdoor area where we can smoke cigars. Uh, they had, uh, when I went there the last time, they had... On the there's a it's it's like a, a warehouse where they have mm-hmm. the dock yeah but you walk up the dock and they had a couple chairs out in the front now they may have redone stuff or changed things around but yeah they had it like that so All you right. can sit out front we'll have to go check it out and we're trying to get them on the show obviously that uh, the last that time I was there was Sigma so mm-hmm. well they've got some great beers so uh, so it'll, it'll be fun to check that out okay let's take a break we come back I think you know what time it is oh it's going to be time for some drinking news. <laughs> It's uh, smoking and toasting, and we will be right back. Welcome back. It is smoking and toasting. This is the radio program that is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. My friends, we are so glad to have you here for show number two hundred and forty-three. We are brought to you by mycigarshirts.com. Great shirts on the web for cigar lovers. Mycigarshirts.com because cigars. And now, my friends, it is once again time for. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When I asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. That is time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Welcome to uh, Drinking News, the portion of our program that uh, uh, features a news story from uh, from the week or from the past that is uh, not always about drinking, but is usually best enjoyed if you've been drinking. And certainly we have, so cheers. Uh, We often start our uh, Drinking News with uh, a line about uh, a Florida man. Or sometimes a Louisiana you know, man. When you say a Florida man, there's already a set of expectations. Right, it, well, that you're pop absolutely up right. Absolutely. And, and you know, there's there's new Florida man stories every week, and they're always there's a like website dedicated. Yeah, oh yeah. To that. I, I, I lived in Jacksonville for six months. Oh, so uh, right, so, and, and between Sark, I saw. Florida yeah, man. well, Jacksonville Jacksonville is full of the stereotypical. Well, Cigar Florida City man. makes Florida man beer, don't they? Yeah, oh yes, it? they yeah. do. Yeah, which is which <laughs> is just Florida absolutely man. awesome. But I will be honest with you, a, a lot of times. 
things the Florida Man stories that I find are like, you know, I can't believe the dude did that, but it's not really funny. It's more just kind of sad, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. we don't we don't need any sad stories here on uh, on uh, smoking and toasting. Even though you could provide a suitable soundtrack, I'm sure. I can make drinking news a sad song. Like a like a minor chord drinking <laughs> news. <laughs> but today we're not going to talk about a Florida man. We're not going to talk about a Louisiana man. We're not even going to talk about an Indiana man because they can be just as disturbing. But an Irish man is... No, well, that's going to be good. Okay. <laughs> an Irish man has <laughs> taken a stand against unorthodox cash-carrying habits as the scorching weather in Dublin continues this summer. I want to stop and say that... I don't understand what's happening with that whole sentence. Uh, well, okay, I'll, I'll get to this. We need to unpack it. What, what, what quantifies hot in Ireland? Uh, well, <laughs> you know. well, let's put it this way. The temperatures they're having this summer are hotter than what they're used to in Ireland. So I remember when I lived in Boston, uh, and I had lived in Texas for a number of years, and I moved to Boston, and if it was like 85 degrees, people freaked out and lost their mind. Well, I'm like, you don't understand, 85 is a nice, cool summer mm-hmm. day. And so there's a Houston. couple things. First off, if you're not acclimated to it, that does make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, second off, uh, nobody up there has AC. Everybody right, in right. Texas has AC. Right, it's right, not right. even It's not even a question mark. You know, they're... For for a lot of years, you could get AC as a uh, as an add on on your car as an mm-hmm. option. That that's never been in Texas. That, that's not an option. No, you don't buy a car without air conditioning in Texas. That's for sure. Well, I will say something. I, I've never lived in Ireland, but I've lived all over the United States, and in every city I've been in, there has always been one, sometimes more than one, but always at least one, colorful character on television commercials who sells furniture. Um, here in Houston, we have our own Mattress Mac, uh, whose annoying commercials are made a bit more bearable by how much the man gives back to the community. Mm-hmm. He is an amazing you person. To, amazing you guy. have to love yeah. the dude, also and you have, forgive him for the commercials. You also have the Hilton guy, who is <laughs> totally stealing Mattress oh, yeah, Mac. Trying, Five, trying. Yeah. Good luck, dude. Yeah, people love Mattress Mac. I'm not sure they're going to feel the same way about you. Um, in Dublin, they've got their own mattress guy, who somewhat predictably, by the way, I can't make this up. Is Mattress Mick? Oh, no. <laughs> could oh you, my God! Could you have written that? Like you couldn't have written, you couldn't have like thought of that and written it if it had been fiction. That's so good. Uh, mattress I have, Mick. I have not seen Mattress Mick's commercials, but you can tell from the picture of him that Adam's going to put up on the video feed right now that his commercials are likely to be somewhat unique as well, <laughs> perhaps in a slightly different way from our own Mattress Mac. Uh, I wonder if I wonder if the the mattress moguls have like their own little secret society. Or all something I know like is that. these guys are all just absolutely. Uh, <laughs> mattress, he looks just, wild. These guys mattress are all. Mick, he's got hair. Yeah, yeah. his hair is something. He <laughs> almost looks like Nick Nolte in the mugshot. There, you know. <laughs> 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 uh, but you know these mattress. I tell you what, the markup on mattresses must be incredible because these guys are all incredibly wealthy. Uh, anyway, betting salesman Michael Flynn, or mattress Mick is getting some attention right now, not for his commercials, but for a notice that he recently issued on Facebook and a sign that is posted in his store. It seems that the rise in temperatures, combined with the fact that many women's outfits that are currently in fashion do not include pockets, has caused some issues there in Dublin. Uh, The betting mogul, who is apparently also a reality TV star in Ireland... man. 
of course, has announced that effective immediately, his store will no longer accept cash that has been stored in customers' bras. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Apparently, more than one woman has been attempting to pay for a mattress and a headboard with sweaty cash she was storing next to her boobies. Uh... Mm -hmm. Mattress Mick is advising shoppers to keep their cash in a purse or a handbag rather than in their underwear. One woman questioned about the policy said she really had no problem with it. Besides, who'd be wearing a bra in this weather anyway? <laughs> uh, ear drinking news. We suppose it's reasonable to assume that some retail workers don't want to accept this sweaty money. Although I'm, I'm not really sure it's that big of a deal. I might actually enjoy taking cash that's been in a woman's brassiere. But, you know, this is not the time or place for me to discuss my own quirks. Uh, so I will spare you all of that, at least for now. No it, fetish shaming here. It, it does, I guess, give a whole new meaning to the phrase money laundering. Uh... <laughs> no, that's, that was a bad pun. Here's to sweaty money, my friends. Sweaty and money. that is your drinking news. Drinking news. news. Drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Alright, uh, this is one of those weeks I was oh lucky I found goodness. the drinking news story very quickly I was like, oh yeah, sweaty money, we're talking about this <laughs> did, it, uh, did it say what reality TV show he was no, on? No, it didn't, but I'm sure you could Google Mattress Mick okay. Dublin okay. And, Mattress and find Mick. out I wonder um, if it was like a Shark Tank or something at their Oh, God, can you island. even imagine that dude on uh, on a, like a Shark Tank type yeah. show? Or worse, he could be on like Big Brother uh, Ireland <laughs> Oh my God you know? <laughs> Yes, Ian Do you want to do this or do you want to do the long drink let's, first? Let's save the long drink for uh, for the last thing, I, I, and, I think you should try drink that one first. Yeah. I agree. Okay. And, and yeah. let's and let's talk abraxas. abraxas. This is uh, this is from Perennial Artisan Ales. They are a damn fine brewery, and uh, I, 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 I didn't write down Ian where Perennial is from. Are they? Does it say on the bottle? It should say there somewhere. I think it says. Um. According to the Surgeon General, <laughs> women should not drink alcoholic beverages. Um, and so on. No, I'm just joking about that. It's uh, Artisan Ale, St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, that's right. Uh, is, uh, is that a tiki uh, on there? What exactly is, is that? It's kind Indian. of like, yeah, it's, it kind of looks <laughs> it like. It looks like Aztec. I'm yeah, trying to remember Aztec what the Abraxas album cover looked like. Chili pepper, yeah. that's why. Uh, 2020 Abraxas. And Abraxas has a meaning. I can't remember what it is right off well, the top of my head. Well, just so you know. Uh, when I Google Abraxas, thinking that the Santana album would come up dark. first, it doesn't. I get Abraxas, a psychic in Houston, Texas. <laughs> the Abraxas Petroleum Company, San Antonio, Texas. Abraxas Malfoy and Abraxas Guardian of the Universe, a movie <laughs> from 1991, which I must say I did not see. <laughs> I uh, didn't see that either. Uh, so let me add Santana to this because I want to do uh, just. Uh, All right. So I just want to point out. See what does the word Abraxas means? Abraxas means something. I can't. Um, yeah. If, it's, it's if a only fun. there was a device. Yeah. Let, let's see what I can come up with. Abraxas definition according to Abraxas in British English, an ancient charm. Composed of Greek letters. That's what. Wow. Originally believed to have magical powers and inscribed on amulets, etc. But from the second century, and personified by Gnostics as a deity, the source of divine emanations. Interesting. According to Collins English Dictionary, so I, 
now I had so not opened the, this. I was bottle, expecting more like a golden ale or something. On the this bottle nice it says ale brewed with ancho chili peppers, cacao nibs, cinnamon, and vanilla. Hmm. So this is basically dessert. Yeah. That yeah. is amazing. And I was expecting and a golden ale, but I it's not. I haven't tried it yet, but just from the nose. Oh, you're in for a treat. Which which has a little spice to the nose, like yeah. almost a baking mm-hmm. spice. Probably those ancho chili peppers is what you're getting. And then it's, it's consistency is slightly used motor oil. It's pretty viscous, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to try this. You could make some oh. delicious beer bread out of that. See, now, okay, Ooh. back up. Your vanilla ice cream yes. just poured some of this. Oh on yeah. yeah, this would work yeah. instead that's, of the chocolate that's a, syrup. That's amazing. Woo, baby! This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, this is this is their 2020, by the way, which leads me to believe they may do an Abraxas every year. That's, that's and if delicious. so, we need to we need to mark that it on the calendar. It has such a huge mouthfeel too. Mm-hmm. Like it is so yeah. big mm-hmm. and round and ridiculous. So this is uh, uh, to be honest, I was expecting something a little. A little uh, lighter and more in the farmhouse sort of uh, vibe. Yeah, because it, said it didn't ale. specify that it, that it was. It said ale, but it yeah. didn't specify that it was like a dark ale or. Yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and pour uh, myself uh, quite a bit. Uh, a porter or or. A That's what wine. I was thinking. A porter, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm. Or ni- nitro, you know, milk style one kind mm-hmm. of, you know, but basically mm-hmm. the, the basis of mm. them. That's you know, a, that's and, and notice notice how not. Highly carved this is either, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. It yeah. has just enough bubbles to sizzle the very end of your tongue, right? Almost at the end of gone. the uh, yeah. And, and yeah. you know what was interesting about that? The bubbles only happened once it aerated a little bit with mm-hmm. your final pour, because for ours, not have any bubbles. So that seems like uh, it aerated a little bit with you hmm. to you get that little extra bubbles in there. Ian, I get actually like a toasted pecan. Yeah, in this, and there's a little astringency on the aftertaste mm-hmm. too. That like that pecan shell kind of right. Like you, like you know what you know what pecans taste like when they've been baked in a pecan pie, but not the sugary part of the pie, mm-hmm. but just what the yeah. pecans themselves mm-hmm. taste like. It's got that kind of a vibe to it. So if you go across the street from my house, you can get to a dot coffee shop and you can buy a pecan pie there that is outstanding. <laughs> it's like twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Or you can go just past it to the HEB and for six dollars get one that's almost as awesome. <laughs> like it's it's like within like. <laughs> or but but what about though the specs pecan pies? I haven't tried a specs. Oh are they great? my god, man! Oh, oh. I are they good? Th- that was what the first thing is when I moved to Texas was during that Christmas season. I was so blown away. I mailed one to my father. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! <laughs> okay, okay, so I'm across the country, we got to try the specs yes. pecan okay. pie. Then. It was hard to finish. It's that delicious, but oh I, but gosh. I mean, it's it's that good with wow. vanilla. But get some vanilla. But it, it is that good. Nice. It is that well, good. Uh, you know, when I think of pies, I think of like leaving the bar at closing time, deciding I don't want to do the Jack of the Box tacos again, <laughs> and winding up at the House of Pies. Mm-hmm. The house of pies because you a, still have to make one more bad mm-hmm. decision. For that's the right. End of the that's night. right. I haven't made enough bad decisions yet at the bar. I got I one more. In me. One come more. On. Yeah, yeah. Come on. For, for us, it was a Waffle House. Waffle being, House. Being yeah. from, from Georgia. The uh, yeah. House. See, Georgia, Florida. You said you live in Jacksonville. The mm-hmm. Waffle Houses yeah. multiply the there pie. like like jackrabbits. Everywhere. They're everywhere. just everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. 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 So uh, when when I was going to uh, when I was going to school, the Waffle House was our like late mm-hmm. night hangout for. Everybody. I used yeah. to do uh, yeah. when I was uh, when I was on the, the radio doing the morning show in Boston. I used to have this uh, game that we'd play to give away like concert tickets or stuff. You get a caller on the line, and uh, the name of the game was uh, uh, was the Bubba game. And the idea was we would call a Waffle House somewhere in Florida <laughs> or Alabama oh, with man. with the person on the line, and we would ask whoever answered. If we could speak to Bubba, was Bubba there? 
and inevitably the waitress or or whoever answered the phone, you'd hear them go, Bubba, is there Bubba here? And the contestant had to guess correctly to win the tickets whether there would or would not be someone who came to the phone when they said, is Bubba there? I know a few Bubbas, actually. And Mm -hmm. and if you call it out at a Waffle House, it's Mm -hmm. 50-50. About half the time we did it, people won the tickets. About half the time they got a consolation So I I not only know a few people whose name is Bubba, but a few people who just randomly go by Bubba as well. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we'll go by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ian, that is a really spectacular and outstanding beer. Let me help you out. The Abraxas that, 2020. Your beer is broken, yes. and I can fix it. <laughs> Have you guys ever been to its uh, its 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 uh, inbred second cousin Huddle House? No, you're not missing out. <laughs> We're not missing no, out. No, same oh. branding, just. Lesser quality. Hell House. Huddle House. Huddle, oh, Huddle House. Hell House. I yeah. have yeah. been to Huddle House. Not, it's not good. It's not I have good. not been to Huddle yeah. House. Yeah. No, you'll see those like uh, if you're driving up uh, north. Uh, Midwest, mm-hmm. north of yeah. here, you'll see Huddle yeah. House and stuff like that. Nah, not good, yeah. not good. Yeah. Uh, we used to go, when I was in San Antonio, we used to we'd get off uh, uh, from working at the bars and stuff. We'd go to Jim's. Jim's is great. I don't know if they I've have Jim's here. But it's kind of like what Denny's would be if mm-hmm. Denny's didn't suck. They still have Jim's. That's what Jim's is. Yeah, you know? yeah. is it the guy with the cowboy hat, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. They, got, yeah. they have Jim's. But uh, but they were they were like a pretty good, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like What's short order around? kitchen that was What's open. Remember Howard Johnson's? Yes, yes. <laughs> Not fondly, but I do remember Howard Johnson. They're going to bring back uh, Luby's too. Did I say oh, right? I've heard that. Yeah, and guy, I'm very a guy excited. bought it, and he said it was not the quality of the food. It was just, you know, yeah. need, needed something different or well, management you know, or ownership well, I, or something. I have missed being able to get a Luan platter, I will say that. I will. So Luby's is one of those places that I would go to once in a while because Luby's is not. Kind of like a golden crowd for me. Once a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not a. it's not like a great restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's it's pretty good for what it is. Yeah. The Luby's I used to go now, to back when I was like uh, in college, uh, I, it was like one of my favorite food servers of all time. It was the woman in the salad section where they have the salads and the Jello. Right. And this woman would uh, this woman always shaved her eyebrows oh, and then drew and then them drew back on oh, slightly higher. So higher. they so oh. they were they were perfect. But but that was only what made her look interesting. What made her interesting to interact with is when you pulled your tray along the little thing and got to her section, she'd mm. always say, Smell pew? Ha! Smell pew? I don't know what that meant, but I love I loved hearing it. It was always one of those things so, that if you were a little tipsy, was in, just really, really here funny. Here in I love Houston, that. though, we have Claiborne's. We've told a lot of weird stories on today's show. Do you realize that? Yes. Must be the long drink. Oh, thank um, you. Thank and you, if yeah. you're a fan... If you're a fan of like a good cafeteria, Claiborne's is the cafeteria that goes and shops at the uh, farmer's market okay. every morning. Really? And everything they make is unbelievably mm. good. So imagine the stuff you get at Luby's, but it's all sounds like lunch made super top end, <laughs> and it's it's right over off of uh, West Park at Edlow, I think, okay. or just yeah, right around yeah. that area. And if you haven't been there, man, I haven't. I'm gonna that, that place again? is amazing. Uh, it's called Claiborne's Cafeteria. Claiborne's Cafeteria, it is unbelievable. It is on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thumbs We're up in here. Oh, yeah. yeah, all right, good. I love it. Yeah. Uh, all right, we've got one more long drink to try. What yeah. did you save for last? So I saved um, our sugar-free version. Oh, that, cool. That's, it's keto and diabetic friendly. Mm, um, nice. So actually, has a r- pretty big segment of that. We actually sponsor the um, Nevada Diabetic Association. Mm. Uh, oh, we, wow. we sponsor their golf tournaments and stuff. Well, I, was, I was looking at this can. This can has an additional label. It on does. It so of an, the uh, nutrition. An, an interesting facts. thing about the alcohol industry that a lot of people don't talk about 
It's completely voluntary to put nutritional information. No one puts calories on beer <laughs> oh, unless, no. it's, yeah. unless it's like 99 calories. Right. If it's one of those, yeah. And, and if you do one, you have to do all of it. That's why people don't realize it. So when they put the 99 calories, that's why they have all the other dietary well, stuff on there, too. I still remember um, yeah. you know, when I was first starting to get into St. Arnold beers, when I was a, uh, when I was a big fan you know, back in the day of the Alyssa IPA. And uh, I remember it didn't say anything on the can about how many calories it was. So I thought, oh, I'll go on the website and see if it's listed on the website. And I like search on the website, and I finally found this listing that says... Uh, calorie content in our beers, and then it said. So I mean, you may remember I kind of gave him a hard time about this when we had uh, St. Arnold on the show yeah. the last time. It said something like, "We think you should just enjoy our beers and <laughs> not worry about the calorie content." <laughs> I was like, "All right, that's great. That's yeah. good enough for them. Yeah. Uh, that's good enough." Yeah, well, they, they just talked about, "Yeah, hey, it's an indulgence." Just, just to what it he's is. saying. Um, is, yeah. Uh, a couple things about this. It says serving facts. Serving size, uh, 12 fluid ounces servings per container, one. Mm -hmm. Calories, 99. So right. if this tastes as good as their other stuff, and it's 99 calories. And it's, it's keto it's, and diabetic it's, it's, friendly. It is, yeah. it's keto and diabetic Splenda friendly. based yeah, yeah. Tastes and, the same. And it's probably, uh, 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 doesn't have any... Um, w w other dietary issue stuff. Right. Yeah, it didn't so. have bad... Sweetener or whatever yeah, like, no. that's gonna like uh, uh, cause cancer so, in laboratory not, mice. And then it says uh, here. Okay, so here's one of the funny things you'll see on cans. Right, first off, no one ever puts a hundred except for Coca-Cola. Um, everyone puts ninety-nine, and I don't know why that is. Maybe they adjusted. All, all, all subliminal. It's yeah, always it's, yeah. It's all under hundred, right? But Coca-Cola yeah, yeah. puts a hundred. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now the difference about Coca-Cola is if you look at the side of a Coca-Cola can, it will say calories one hundred. But servings per container will say 2.5. <laughs> so there you go. Not mm. joking. Look at yeah. your Coca-Cola yeah, can. No, that's yeah. absolutely that's right. That's yeah. 2.5 servings no, per that, 12 ounce That's totally where they get you is the servings per container. Right off the bit, right off the bat is servings per container uh, one. That's a 12 fluid ounce. This is 99 mm. calories for the entire can. And uh, I, I think that... Uh, that you got to pay attention to the labels mm -hmm. if you're look if you're looking calorie counting you got to pay attention because you Absolutely. go get one of those one of those little frozen like cheesecakes for you know Weight Watchers or one of those brands and you're like oh. man this thing's only like 200 calories and you eat the whole thing and it's like seven servings yeah oh. right. yeah I was gonna say <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was eating I was eating Cheetos the other day and I said to my wife I said this is not bad this is only like uh, a 95 calories and she goes for three yeah for yeah, three the, of them. yeah, yeah <laughs> have you yeah, seen the serving Cheetos. size that's for <laughs> yeah actual serving size about four mm -hmm. you know so yeah right <laughs> I, I, I think the, the, the best thing to do is just cut out completely that food group and then set up calorie counting is just say yeah. you're not going to do the the, the, I'm the, not gonna the do, wheat, or I'm the not going to do Cheetos, yeah. something like that. Cheetos, no, Cheetos, I, I, I love Cheetos. Cheetos so I is a food Cheetos. group. See, and I'm not a fan of Cheetos. Spicy oh. hot Cheetos, oh but man, Ruffles makes this potato chip called uh, Jalapeno Ooh. Ranch. Okay, yes. Let me, let and me, I will wreck a bag of those. I can't so buy them. Me, I will just wreck that let me whole just, bag. Let me just stop you right there. And we've gone on so many detours on the show <laughs> that I don't mind going on one more. The greatest barbecue potato chips in the world are H-E-B store brand ridged barbecue potato chips. Really? I haven't Dude, tried them. They they blow away Ruffles. They blow away all these. And so many, uh, so many of the major potato chip companies don't make like ridged. They make wavy. Yeah. And there's not as much. You don't get the Looking same concentration you, of flavor. Yeah. H-E-B. Uh, 
they rock. Yeah, they rock. I, you and know, the I sour don't cream do and onion's not bad either. Barbecue chips because a lot of times they're a little too sweet for me. Okay, you got to try these. Are they good? You I like when they're a little spicy. Yeah, there was a, yeah, there was a you brand you could these. get up north called Snyder's. Uh, I've had Snyder's. Right. Snyder's and those good. barbecue chips were good. Yes, yes, sir. All right, let's have some long drink before we uh, talk our way into the end of the show. <laughs> what have and we don't done? Get, don't get to sample uh, anything. <laughs> so this is the uh, this is the long drink um, that is 99 calories. Yep. For one serving, one one can. Zero sugar, zero, zero carb, sugar. and this might surprise you, zero protein. Oh, very interesting. So, you know, if you're drinking this for an after-workout uh, right. protein blast, it's, it's, it's not going to have to add that. some yeah. powder to it. All right, pass this one on. It is very popular with the uh, the workout people, though. Right, because, I can see, because 99, of the fact that it's, yeah, it's not got the calories. Uh, and it's nice that you can easily count the calories. S- steel roll gin and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. Ooh, ooh. This has a little more gin smell, like straight up uh, uh, a little more gin floral smell, almost like the uh, stronger one does. But it's it's very light. Again, very light, very easy to drink. And the fact that if you're trying to you know do the keto thing or, or if you're diabetic, the fact that this is essentially approved for you is a big big deal you know uh, and and so many you know um, i've i've done the uh, uh the keto diet i've done the paleo diet so much this of is, the food just isn't very tasty this is actually sweeter it actually is isn't than it? the regular one uh but it doesn't have that cloying artificial mm-hmm. gross aftertaste to me this blows you away know, hard one of seltzer. the things that i learned when we did our hard seltzer Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, blind taste test is that I really, really like beer. Correct. Uh, and and, and a large, large part of the reason I don't like a lot of the hard seltzers is that thing. And I know this isn't a hard seltzer, but at the same time, you got a zero calorie one, so it's got to be sweetened artificially somehow. But it doesn't have that 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 ich, yuck, ich, yeah, aftertaste. I'm so just going to tell you, uh, I think that you guys. I don't know about your. Um, uh, you know, your stronger one necessarily being an IPA killer, mm-hmm. but I think you guys could destroy the hard seltzer industry. Yeah, that's kind of because this this appeals to what people I think are going to hard seltzer for, but it's so much better. It's better. It's mm-hmm. so much better, and uh, I, I think people are always going to like beer. But when you're in the mood for something like this, man, this is uh, this is top shelf. It really is. Yeah, I'm impressed. Agreed. I'm impressed. Agreed. And my favorite out of them is a strong one, actually. Yeah, I kind of dig that one too. Although this one, I have to say, is really, really good. This is pretty good. Ha- having the advantage of being you my know, wife. My wife likes the blue can. She hasn't tried the uh, cranberry yet. The cranberry is great. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you an extra sample. You can take it to her. That'd be great. Absolutely. Yeah, She'll yeah, love yeah. that. Mm, okay. So I can try it out together. All right, we're going to take a break and be back to wrap up the show. This has been fascinating. I'm really, really impressed with long drink. This is. Uh, I love. I'm looking at your box of the uh, of the one that's 8.5. percent I love that it says strong. Yep, just says strong. <laughs> I like know. that. Yeah, that totally works. Strong like bull. Right, we'll be back to wrap up the program. You are checking out smoking and toasting, and we're so glad you've uh, been here with us all the way through all of our mini detours today.
Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting the program where we, you know, we say that's what we do. We smoke cigars and we know things. I'm reading from Ian's shirt. So, uh, I, <laughs> I got it. this shirt from a friend of mine. Yeah, our uh, program is all about uh, fine cigars, hand rolled cigars, fine spirits, and uh, and craft beers. And today it's about canned cocktails as well. We have uh, really enjoyed having uh, John from uh, Long Drink on the program. Uh, John, where are you based out of now? I live in Austin right now. Okay, yeah, right, that's right. Yeah. I think you said that. Yeah, uh, based based out of Austin. That's uh, that's a good place to be. But you are you still covering the whole country? Or are you? Uh, I, I start to travel a little bit more with COVID being over. I'm going to New Jersey mm-hmm. in a week or two. Um, mm-hmm. So excited to get out there. Do you do any mountain biking? Uh, with some friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Austin's a great it's, place. It, it is a great spot, but the, but you know it's, it's I go a, out there to mountain bike a lot. It, it is a great spot down here on the uh, Bayou Trails with some friends. I've gone as well. Um, there are some cool spots on some the west places, side of town. Yeah, yeah. and um, it's it's a lot of trail riding, and so they, you're talking like about uh, you're talking about the. Um the, uh, oh, what are they called? The Ant Hills. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I have a friend that lives right down the street from there. I love that. And, and we'll do that. And uh, he's got his mount, he's got his uh, longboard with the trucks on it. You can kind of surf oh, he's, on he's too. He's riding that. Yeah, yeah. so he's doing <laughs> so. So we'll either mountain bike or or I'll mountain bike and, and oh, uh, crazy. he'll, he'll do his that. trail. Yeah. Uh, Ian, I wanted to mention um, uh, there was a show about I don't know a month or two ago where you and I both, unbeknownst to each other. Uh, uh, smoked and talked about the Southern Draw Cedrus uh, cigar. You remember that? Both of us had. Both of us did that cigar. Was it the Cedrus or was it the Rose of Sharon? Oh, maybe it was the Rose of Sharon. But we it was both one of them. Right, we both yeah. talked about the Cedrus. Maybe that was because the, the Cedrus same I had uh, a couple years ago. I okay. love that cigar. Right. So I think it was Rose of Sharon. Well, we both reviewed uh, that cigar on the show, and I wanted to mention that it just received a 91 rating in Cigar Aficionado. Oh, nice. Uh, They smoked the Lancero size, but I wanted to read you a little bit from the review. It says, this thin Lancero-style cigar is rolled with a dark wrapper and uncut foot, yet it draws quite well. Its spicy notes of ground red pepper are bridged by snaps of leather and coffee that lead to a sweeter toffee character and a caramel finish. At seven and a half inches by a slim 40 ring gauge, the Southern Draw Cedrus Lancero is made from quite the mix of tobaccos with Indonesian wrapper over a Nicaraguan binder and a combination of Nicaraguan and Dominican filler. Uh, And it's 10 bucks. So I totally want to try the Lancero because the Cedrus that I've had was a uh, torpedo. Yeah, I had like a box press torpedo. Yeah, yeah. And and it's so good. It was so good. It really was so, man. I I, I to tell you from the uh, from the long drink to the Abraxas, I am in such a mood to go have a cigar right now. I'm like, uh, I I can't wait to get to to get home and and light up. Um, I wanted to uh, take a moment to uh, thank you, John Kraft, for uh, for bringing in long drink for Cheers, guys. for Cheers. giving us what uh, what has amounted to be a really terrific sampling of of this product. And I'm going to tell you. Uh, to anyone out there who likes the idea of hard seltzer better than they actually like hard seltzer, and I would put myself in that category. Like I love the idea of it because yeah. mm-hmm. I love drinking just regular non-alcoholic mm-hmm. seltzers. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a great refreshing thing to drink. But I found myself disappointed in so many of the hard seltzers. Just it just doesn't really do it. Because well, they all taste like crap. Right. There's a couple of them that are pretty good. Yeah. And actually, I was We've inspired by Topo uh, Chico. I was inspired by. Um, Eureka Heights has one. Uh, their their mm-hmm. seltzer line is called Fizzy Pants. I've seen that. And, Great uh, name. Uh, yeah. And uh, and uh, their uh, grapefruit one has almost no sweetener whatsoever to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I was inspired by that, and I took uh, one of my favorite 
fizzy drinks at the house, just you know the the uh, the unsweetened uh, flavored water, uh, carbonated water, mm-hmm. and poured some vodka in, and came up with a pretty good drink just like that. Well, I, I was going to say that that was, was amazing. That was going to be my uh, suggestion to people who really want hard seltzer but don't want that aftertaste. Is just you know put some vodka in it. In the case of this, long drink, they've if gone you with want gin. A little sweetener, and this is yeah. gin based, and it's a beautiful gin floral. It's really, really a wonderful nice. thing. It's really a wonderful so. thing. And I'm a guy that if the gin gets a little too junipery. I don't really dig it so much, but this works perfectly for my palate. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, well, again, thank you, uh, John, for being on the show today. We appreciate it, and we're um, we're just going to give it a big thumbs up. Thank you, huge, guys. Huge yeah. fans of what we've yeah. tried it here on the, on the show today. And tell Tiffany you're bringing her home some lungs. Yeah. Ah, uh, that'd be nice. Yeah, you, she wants to try that uh, cranberry. cranberry one, and the cranberry one's good. It's got it's good, but I think uh, I'll be picking up the uh, strong, strong next strong. time. I, yeah, love I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this show. Next week, our old buddy and our uh, official legal counsel for uh, smoking and toasting, uh, Trey Boring, will be joining us on the show. And uh, Trey is anything but boring, but he will have a, a good update for us on where we stand on all this. Should craziness. be getting about the time of year for the uh, cigar drive too, huh? Uh, that's that's right. So I'm sure he'll be nice. ready to talk about that. And then two weeks from today, it's finally here. We've talked about it for several years. The Great Smoking and Toasting Martini Challenge. Chris Morris, our uh, cocktail expert here on the show, will be showing up along with a buddy of his who is going to prepare vodka martinis. Chris will prepare gin martinis, and it'll be the Great Martini Challenge to see uh, if if, it's, it's if, not if we really, can sway it's, it's in. It's not really a challenge. Oh, what it is so is stop. you can have just it's stop. gonna be a it's gonna be a choice between do you like martinis or do you like kangaroos? I'm telling you, you're gonna have to drink the martinis and then once you've done that, you can say whatever you want. See if you say I'd like a martini, you just assume gin. If you no, say you, I'd like no, no, you do a not. vodka martini, you have to actually say that to people. You do. Yeah. You do. All right, yeah. here's the thing. And it's actually called a kangaroo. You can you can keep spouting all of this as long as you want to. And if after you drink both of these martinis... I'm pretty sure the word martini stems from the Italian word martini, which just means big-ass <laughs> shot of gin. <laughs> Is that what it means? Because because I've I've had a little bit okay. of I've sometimes had a I make things up. Yeah, that's one of the things I love about you, my friend. Uh, no, but seriously, once once you've had one of each made by an expert, then you can proclaim whatever you want to proclaim. Okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> It's going to be a fun show. Yeah, it is going to be a fun show, and we're going to be drinking martinis, so nothing about that sucks. I promise you that. All so, right. uh, so I have a—and by the way, if you're a person who likes to make your own martinis, you'll want to watch closely uh, at what these guys do. It was from Chris Morris, by the way, that I learned that I was doing it all wrong by shaking my martinis. I was being all James Bond, you know, shaking them up. He's like, no, 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 you don't want to You don't want to shake your martinis. You want to stir them. them. And mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. so much better that way. I started yeah. stirring them at, ho- at home, too. Love them, love, them, love them that way. So, anyway, thank you guys so much for being here. We're looking forward to the next uh, several. By the way, the week after that, our old friend and whiskey expert, Chris Hart, joins us on the show. So we'll be looking forward to that as well. Yeah. That is the appropriate sound effect. Have a wonderful week, my friends. Thank you for being here for Smoking and Toasting. Thank you again, uh, John, and uh, cheers. 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 I'm out of long drink. I've got a tiny bit left of that. Oh, I did.